0: Howdy, yokes! Before we get started today, we just want to take a quick moment to thank our patrons, our new patrons, uh, over at patreon.com slash bacon and eggs, supporting the show, helping us make this happen. I want
1: to give a big thank you to Eric Hufnagel, Connor Chapa, Josephine Cabrera, and BZM100. And I want to give a big thanks to Josh Richter, Baker Bell, Tessa Bodron Ilana Atwater, Violet James, Sam Borman, Foster Andrews, James Swindell, Michaela Taggart, Michelle Thomas... I as Wolfie and Matthew Summers.
0: Thank you guys so much for helping us make this our dream a reality. We really couldn't do this without you. Howdy, yokes and welcome back to Bacon and Eggs. I'm Tyler Carlin.
1: And I'm Ethan Edgehill. And we're taking a trip to the quantum realm. Or maybe just a slide in Paul Rudd's backyard. So bring your rolling suitcase office building. And be sure to name your ants. Because we've got a special guest today. From Ant-Man and the Wasp.
0: Ant-Man and the Wasp. And our special guest today we actually just named, like, a minute ago on our thank you to our patrons uh, but he's not here because of that he's just here because he's one of our best friends ever uh james swindell amazing in person amazing human being it's like four foot three james welcome to the show who are you what do people need to know how do they find you on social media
2: hey guys thanks for uh, having me on the show i really appreciate it um i yeah i don't know where to start where should i begin you said social media that's the last at thing at the beginning said. start at
1: the beginning the beginning when, when and beginning. where were you born <laughs>
2: Uh, when and where was I born? Uh, great. So I, I'm from uh, Hampton Roads, uh, particularly uh, Chesapeake, Virginia. That's where I'm from. Yeah, that, that's the place. Yeah. yeah. What and is you, the name you of your first management? management? I'm sorry. What? So, so he's we're trying to get your security so what questions What is the name of your, your first pet? Oh, what okay. is your
1: mother's maiden name? Oh, okay. <laughs> where did you go to elementary school?
2: Uh, I'm going to tell oh. you none of, those, uh, none of those answers, and then uh, we'll just move on from you trying to steal my
0: identity. <laughs> But you do arts management, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. So I work at a, a, as a nonprofit arts professional in the DC area. Uh, and I currently uh, serve on the uh, Arlington Commission for the Arts. Uh, just a, recently appointed uh, to a three year term. It's a volunteer position for the county. So it's going to be pretty cool. And uh, also do some advocacy work uh, in Arlington, Virginia as well, which is about three and a half hours from where I'm from, uh, Chesapeake, Virginia. And about. Three hours from where we all went to college together.
0: Yeah, yeah. James was the president of our fraternity when Ethan and I joined. He is
1: still listed in my phone as President James Swindell (laughs) to this day. (laughs)
0: That's ridiculous.
2: I mean, I still have photos of you guys from undergrad as your as your backgrounds when you call me, so I I can I can.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you're. I can relate. You're still President James Swindell from when I put you in my BlackBerry. Oh, BlackBerry. (laughs) And it allowed president as, like, a title option. (laughs) Like, Mr., (laughs) Mrs., Dr., Professor, Esquire, President. (laughs) So I was like, it's President James Fondell, obviously. My dad
2: always used to say call me Esquire and I didn't realize until like several years later of course that that meant you were you were a lawyer a, right? a lawyer yeah so but this year I, uh, I I addressed his card to his name and then a comma Esquire to see if he at, like actually got
0: it and I think he got a good laugh
2: out of that
1: well that's good That is good. Fair Uh, enough. But but today
0: we're talking Ant-Man and the Wasp. Uh, As we previously stated, just want to go over some quick statistics. This movie was released on July 6th, 2018 here in the States. From what I understand, it's still not out. In some parts of the world? Yeah, that's every movie. Oh, well, I mean, like, not out for, like, another month and a half. Is that
1: normal? Yeah, Seamus went to the preview of, or, I mean, the premiere of, uh, uh, Coco. No, um. The Incredibles. Incredibles, yesterday.
0: Yeah, but it doesn't premiere there until September. Like, that was the, like, press premiere. But it
2: definitely hasn't hit China, right?
0: Incredibles is just one highest grossing animated film of all time, so it's probably hit China. Okay. Well,
1: that's this is usually. not the highest-grossing film of all time. No, but it's it's <laughs> definitely is... not out in all places. It may be, no, maybe maybe Ant- most places.
0: Ant Man and the Wasp uh, released on a 162 million dollar budget four days ago. Uh, it hit that right
1: that back on opening weekend. So. And the reason I say it's out almost everywhere is because over half of that is international. Oh, that's the worldwide. That's the worldwide. Okay, over half of that is it is it is. I think it hit maybe 75 million domestic opening, oh, which dang. is not that good. No, it's not. But that's okay.
0: It'll it'll bounce.
1: I just want to you know. make that point very very clear abundantly clear, right when we're starting, this is not a very stellar opening for this movie in the States. I just want to make that clear. Why do you want to make that clear? Just to to further my points later on down the road, I want to state that as a fact now, Mm. that people aren't seeing this movie the way they did other movies. So this is a spoiler review, just so you're aware. (laughs) It's not a spoiler review. Not at this point. We're not doing spoilers just yet.
2: Yeah, so Uh, that is not a spoiler. The the weekend gross was $75 In the States. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah
0: yeah in the states um it got an 86 critic score on rotten tomatoes 79 audience score on rotten tomatoes and a 70 on metacritic which is pretty high praise it premiered on rotten tomatoes at like a 90 something but it's dropped down to an 86 um i don't know so, that i would say it's necessarily worthy of that highest
1: well 86 but- means a lot of people liked it a lot of critics liked it but you guys you know who didn't like this movie who didn't like this movie ethan Richard Brody did not like this movie. Oh, Richard Brody, I'm not surprised. The man hates sequels. Yeah, the from the, man man the New Yorker. Literally, I, I sat down to to get my reviews for this movie because I'm like, hey, I do the negative review. Oh, it's a sequel. You know who hates sequels? Richard Brody. <laughs> the thing he doesn't like anything
0: though. That's the
1: thing. No, he doesn't he... like anything. But he weighs in on every like he's weighed on in on every like blockbuster sequel so far yeah and i
2: i remember getting getting ready for for this moment and just looking down the reviews and texting both of you and saying hey isn't richard brody the guy that hates all movies and you said yes so i felt like you you, you, if i if i learned one thing from bacon and eggs is that one richard brody exists and two he hates all movies
1: richard brody he hates if you're listening please come on the show Uh, we just want to talk We just want to talk. Man, I like frozen I just have yogurt, questions. and I haven't had it in
2: a long time, guys. That's You can't do this to me. Right frozen now. yogurt <laughs> is great. It's so good. I haven't had f- uh, Sweet Frog in a minute, so you guys need to calm down on the Froyo references. Bacon and Eggs a- this
1: week is brought to you by <laughs> Frozen Yogurt, everyone's favorite <laughs> no, summertime treat. No,
0: it's not. No, it's not. Uh, Ethan, do you have do you have Dick Brody's review? I do have Dick it? Brody's review. Okay. He says, I'm the earlier... You,
1: sorry, buddy. I, I couldn't, <laughs> couldn't read for a second. Uh, <laughs> he says, the earlier film's freewheeling, low-key loopiness is replaced by a dull and dutiful plot that, with its forced references to other Marvel installments, squeezes the action to fit the franchise.
0: That's Richard Brody the New Yorker. Not very high praise. Um... Never had praise at all. But again, he hates everything. He
1: hates it because it's a sequel. That's what's so funny, right? Every and that's why I love his reviews so much because every review is like, "This would be way better if they didn't make it as a sequel." Right? Do, like, do we know how long this he's was... been?
2: Do we know how long he's been reviewing forever. films? Forever. Yeah, forever. forever. Yeah.
1: So have you, Have you looked up
2: his Empire Strikes Back? Uh, review? Oh, I don't know if he's got that one.
0: Oh, if he does, then you just he's have to 70, see. He's seventy, so he would. He he graduated from college in nineteen. 19- 80. Oh, he he had to have seen it. No, he's written for the New Yorker since 1999. Oh, okay, then never mind. He probably still hated yeah, it. But that's still forever.
2: 1999. I mean, I remember yeah. 1999, but I wasn't reviewing films did you party? in 99. <laughs> 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 party like it was 1999. Uh, no, uh, uh, no, no. I partied like it was the 99 in the 2000. That's that's how I partied.
0: Did you party? I've always wanted to go to one of those. Um, have you heard about these theme parties where it's like party like it's 1999, but instead of like 90s decor, it's all uh, uh, like infomercial. <laughs> oh, that's awful. Isn't that so good? <laughs> that just sounds awful. Like, as seen on TV items.
1: Billy Mays here with a great idea.
0: <laughs> OxyClean. Oh, my gosh. You know which one I used to watch every night was the uh, Flex Seal. Flex Seal. Oh, now Flex Seal. in that industry. Flex Seal is the real deal. It
1: is the greatest advertisement. And I know it is for a product that actually works because the other day, uh, the drying crew that was working in my office was like, yeah, we're just going to Flex Seal this up. I was like, "Wait, hold on a second. Tell me everything about Flex Seal." <laughs> and he goes, "Honestly, Flex Seal has been one of the greatest inventions for my job. I'm not really sure I could do it anymore without Flex Seal, or it would sure as heck take me a longer time." I was like, "What well, the truth is?" So it works. And he goes, "Brother, let me tell you everything about that boat, <laughs> that screen door in it is a hundred percent true." I was like, I was freaking out. I was like, this is the greatest thing that's ever happened in my whole life. Because I've got a living testament for Flex Seal being used in the bottom of a boat. For those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, uh, Flex Seal has great commercials where it's like five minutes of a guy just yelling about how great Flex Seal is. And then he goes, just to prove how great it was, we took a boat and put a screen door in the bottom. And then we sealed it up with Flex Seal. And it's just a video of him driving this boat on a lake that is that has a screen door in the bottom. <laughs> it's like made of a screen For those door, of you, it's like yeah, it's a, it's all for those of you in in England and places that for some reason don't have screens, I'm guessing because you don't have bugs, but places <laughs> that don't have screens, uh it's it's like a little wire mesh that we put in place of doors, very permeable though, rain can get through. Rain it. can get through, bugs cannot. Yeah. Therefore, yeah. it also air can get through. So and for, and it's a it's a caulking item. They it's are the entirely seals. made. Screen doors are entirely made for the purpose of like late April. That's the only time of the year it's nice to use a screen door.
0: What's that? What's that quote? Like April 25th. That's the Mean Girls quote. It's, it's not no,
1: Mean Girls. Not it's Miss Congeniality. It like Miss uh, Congeniality. Wait, was it? April there? 25th. All it, you need is a light jacket. Yeah. Jack. It's because yeah, yeah, she's yeah, in the Miss. Yeah, Miss Congeniality or Miss Universe. Whatever. Whatever it is, Miss United States pageant. Miss
0: Rhode Island. But yeah Yeah
1: well no She's in the pageant For Miss United States She's beauty and she's right. grace She's queen of 50 states I actually love this movie Fun fact Do yeah. you? I do Miss Congeniality is hilarious, hilarious. It
0: is hilarious ben- she Benjamin the... Bratt
1: It does have Benjamin Bratt Which is very unfortunate
0: it, She does the, the Like the The wine glass thing Right the crystal wine glass thing That's her talent That's Sandra Bullock's talent yeah. It's, yeah, been, yeah it's been way too
2: long Since I've seen that movie And I cannot believe You guys remember All of the details
0: About it I remember those Two details of that I couldn't tell you any, I couldn't tell you Her name I couldn't I, I don't even know what it's about, honestly. I just know that there's a pageant and she does the thing.
1: Alright, yeah, guys. I, I, We've got a Marvel movie to talk about. Uh, we do and have it's a been Marvel. it's gonna so this is a sad moment. It's gonna be our first or last Marvel movie that we're gonna talk about until like Captain March Marvel. of next year. So there's oh, a good God. long while. Which to me says you, you probably could have waited a couple months to put this thing out, this Ant Man and the Wasp thing, because Infinity War is still in theaters.
0: Infinity War was awesome. It's Black still, still
1: in, in theaters? theaters. Like, like I, I left the theater again. This is the second time this happened with the Marvel movie. I left the theater I was seeing it in, and the theater next door is playing the previous Marvel movie. I want
2: to, I want to see it again. I want to see it a million more times. I'm missing Infinity, Infinity War or Infinity War. No Infinity War. I saw it three times in the theater, which was enough. But I, just that opening scene where they show Thanos for the first time just makes me just. Really, That's so crazy that
0: the opening scene is what you're talking about. Yeah, because the you know the, the real part of that movie people often talk about is the last like minute. Oh, anyway. I mean
2: anyway. the whole movie's great, but I mean I'm just saying that like that moment where you know he finally starts repeating the words that are on the commercial. Unlike this movie that didn't have the like the central joke from the commercials.
1: Yeah, that was frustrating. I know. Uh. Okay. First of all, I know that if I let you continue down this road, James, that this is gonna become a whole second episode about Infinity War. Therefore, I'm gonna stop this right now, and you're only permitted at one other time during this recording to talk about Infinity War. I'll save it for a rant. Yes. Thank you. Now we're gonna get into some spoiler free review of Ant Man. We're gonna talk a little bit, just a little bit, about what you know, what we thought about the movie without telling you the whole nitty gritty details of the plot. Guys, how did okay, y- so how did let's... you see this movie? Tell me about your experience seeing this movie.
0: I saw it in a theater at a Regal with my wife in a pretty crowded theater opening weekend but not opening yeah opening day 9 p.m. It was good. I enjoyed it. I like crowds at movie theaters. Otherwise, I hate crowds. So you saw don't the, the Thursday Disney Night World. Preview. Yeah, yeah. Thursday Preview. Okay,
1: yeah. At a Regal. I also saw it at a Regal.
0: Yeah, I've been going to Regal, but I've just heard... I don't I don't want to say too much in case we end up working with them, but I just heard that there's another theater that offers a really cool program. <laughs> that uh, Yeah, that there's
1: would, another theater that I normally hate, but is vying for my affection.
0: Right, and is, and is very much winning. So
1: <laughs> I also saw this movie at a Regal. I did something that <laughs> could be considered insanity. Okay, two weeks ago I tried to see, I may have told you guys about this, two weeks ago I tried to see Jurassic World, right, Mm. and... I got to this movie theater, at the, the it was a Regal inside a mall, okay? Not something I normally do, I just, I've never been to this theater before, even though I've been to this mall a dozen times, um, mm-hmm. but I went to this theater in this mall, and Jurassic World stopped playing after like 10 minutes, and I was not able to see the movie, and they would not give me a refund because of Movie Pass, and the whole situation kind of bittered me, it, Regal ended up fixing it, they don't know they fixed it, literally like the manager on shift at a different Regal that I went to just let me in for free. He was like, hey, you got time to see it right now, because I'm just going to walk you back and not say anything to anybody. So, Regal doesn't know about that. I'm not going to say which Regal it is or who it was, obviously, because I'm sure that person would lose their job.
0: Looking at you, Derek, at Regal in Yorktown. Um,
1: But, so, I went to see the Regal. I went to see at the Regal. And then, two weeks later, here I am at this same Regal, doing the same thing, seeing another movie on opening day. Though, this time it worked, but there was a certain problem.
0: Was there a $3 surcharge?
1: There was not. I, I did not... That didn't come into effect until Saturday. Okay. In our area. Um... I don't know if I've told you guys this or not, but I'm really over seeing the trailer for Mission Impossible oh, 6 sick. Fallout. <laughs> oh, God. I've heard. So I sit down to watch Ant Man and the Wasp. And of course. They
0: took away the cool song, too.
1: They're going to show. no, 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 no. We don't have a new trailer out here in Hampton Roads. It's the oh, same do. trailer with. You get down with the fiction! I know you song, need though. it! <laughs> and and the and the weird scene of Matt Bomer like cocking his fists before he punches Tom Cruise in the face as if you have to like ready your arms. Who'd you say that was? Matt Bomer. No, no uh Henry Cavill.
0: Cal L. Yeah, yeah, Henry, Henry Cavill. Cavill.
1: I mix them up, man. They
0: look the same. I just hope, th- my only thing with that movie is that mustache. It's gotta like read minds, right? It's gotta like. Anyway, so it's gotta make him a wizard. I like. <laughs> so I'm just. I'm, sorry,
2: I'm just, I'm, I'm just
1: I, I'm. I, uh, oh, sorry go, ahead. sorry. go ahead.
2: No, I was just gonna say I'm just impressed that he actually jumped out of a plane a trillion times to shoot that film. But I'll never go see it because that's so, the only part that's interesting. I sit
1: down and the first <laughs> the first thing I see is that you know this film has been rated for whatever motion picture audiences. The green screen, and then I just hear your mission. Should you just accept it? And I'm just like <laughs> Jesus Christ. Here we go. Okay, so I watch the whole freaking five minute long trailer uh, that cleverly combines. F- Friction by Imagine Dragons with the Mission Impossible theme, such so the a thing, that trailer ends, the green screen comes up again, and I hear, your mission. Sh- j- oh no! <laughs> and I was like, are we really about to do this for a second time? This is torture. <laughs> uh, so that one finishes and the green screen comes up again and I hear your mission should you choose to accept it. Literally a third time in a row. And and this is what made it worth telling the story is because in at some point in that trailer the 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 big black guy in the movie whose name I don't know off the top of my head cuz I haven't, I haven't Sing seen anything recently. Yeah, that guy says this thing where he's like, oh, you know, same old Ethan. (laughs) And a guy in the theater literally stands up and goes, yeah, it's the same old Ethan. We just saw this trailer three times. (laughs) (laughs) To like a a full theater of a Marvel audience, which is definitely a mixed audience. But I had to sit through that trailer three times in a row. And it's not a short trailer.
2: I just I just can't believe I had to sit through another Transformers trailer.
1: That's the- my injustice in America, is uh. that Mission Impossible trailer. <laughs>
0: Rot in. People have been demanding we watch Mission Impossible for this podcast. Are you not ready to do that?
1: I don't. If somebody holds a gun to my head <laughs> and says, watch Mission Impossible 3, I'd be like, nah, just kill me, fam.
0: Mission Impossible 3 came not out Not like 3, Mission
1: Impossible 6. <laughs> mission Impossible Fallout.
0: Your Wrong. mission. Should you just accept it? What's I wonder if you one? ever chose not to. It's the, here's the thing, is Ant-Man and the Wasp, I have a positive review, and then we're going to get our binary reviews, and then we're going to do some spoiler reviews. Oh, you never did your positive review. review. Yeah, so I've got this one. This is from Jonathan Fisher over at Slate. He's a top critic on RottenTomatoes.com. Give it a positive review. I don't have any sort of rating, but he says, Ant-Man and the Wasp is an eager puppy of a hundred million dollar superhero tentpole, and it knows precisely where on your face to lick you. And I just love that imagery, but I... I think a lot of people are saying that. I don't think the movie is that. Now, let's get into our binary reviews. Now, James, are you familiar with this segment?
2: I'm, I'm familiar with this segment, but I'm gonna I'm gonna rewind this segment here, and we're gonna go back to how I saw the film because. Okay uh i apologize
1: I, Tal- I thought you had done your positive review so i was not trying to cut you off with all that but positive hardcore thursdays
2: now That's so wait are y'all are y'all like liam neeson like good cop bad cop is that what y'all did just just did there did i just get
1: Wh-
0: what did i just what? get good cop bad cop like, what are you, you talking did about the ba- you did all the bad. I was lego movie was so much fun <laughs> i do the bad i do the bad review
1: every week i've done that we've done this for like i don't know 15 weeks now i can't even remember a time we didn't do this i think we started with star wars but I know, I remember when we
0: did it, somebody was like, that's a really cool thing that you just did. And now we do it because they said it. You need to right, throw people right. off one week and just, you switch them. Just totally throw people off and see how people feel about it. Here's the thing, James, is you, people may know this. I don't know what we say on this podcast, so we could be switching it every week and I would have we're no idea. I've, I've
1: done the negative review every time, except I think one, <laughs> one. <laughs> where you were like, I want to do the negative review. And I was like, okay, all okay. right fine. Fine. <laughs> It was like that time I did the intro and Tyler freaked out. I did. I, every time now, I'm really quick to it. I
0: noticed because I was going to do it tonight. <laughs> I didn't even have it pulled up. I was like, what's my first line? Um, so anyway, I saw, James, I saw James this James
2: film James. at an AMC uh, after brunch, uh, which Just is a- Giving money to big movie theaters. Is it the Forget
1: AMC it. Hoffman Town Center?
2: no it was not and it was not the the same movie theater it made me wait three hours to watch star wars uh it, it was uh amc actually in arlington over in courthouse uh and we had walked over from brunch which is a bad idea and i'll tell you why in a second uh but it was actually in one of their bigger theaters they all have the reclining seats with the cool cup holders and the buttons that like like program like you going up and down and back and forth um and it was actually in their bigger one with a better sound system and so some of their smaller smaller theaters don't have the the right sound system for those films but this one was great so we were sitting like fourth to the screen which was like just big enough and it's perfect it was
1: oh, absolutely no. perfect. this is yeah this is my complaint about regal dear regal if for whatever reason you're listening to this lowly movie review podcast please dear god update your theaters every single regal theater i've been to in the past 10 years looks like it was made earlier than the past 10 years ago we have reclining chairs now or at least chairs that move a little bit also stop using like film projectors
0: my regal doesn't your regal is terrible
1: all regals are terrible
2: (laughs) regal Regal down the street is like it looks like it's straight out of the 1990s it's
0: crazy that's wild it's nuts. all right binary reviews uh now this one is one i actually think is going to be interesting i don't know that we're all going to give the same review on this one uh now, for those unfamiliar, a binary system has off and on. So zero is off, one is on, zero is no, one is yes. It's very simple. It's, it's just a binary. Would you see it? Would you not? I want to hear James's first okay. binary review. My, I,
2: I give this a one. I would I would see it again. I, I probably wouldn't see it again in the theaters, but I would watch it again. Red box, on demand, bootleg, however you want to deliver it to my television, I will watch it.
0: Okay. Now, Ethan, I don't want to hear yours yet, but I've been going back and forth on this since I left the theater and I think I've come to the conclusion that yes, I would watch it again. One. Team one. Because, right here. Team one. Because I, I've, I've gone back and forth a lot, but like if it comes in like a collector's edition with a bunch of other films, I'll watch it again and I will enjoy it. And hopefully I'll be like, I'm not going to go out of my way to watch it again, but I think because of that, when I do revisit it, I'm going to see the jokes and have forgotten them and laugh at them. That's That's what I think is gonna happen, Ethan. I want to know your (laughs) binary review. I'm
1: really scared. I'm so scared. (laughs) It's a zero. Oh, come on! It's a zero. It's a zero. I'm sorry. This movie, to me, this movie possibly came at the worst time for it to have ever been put out. I just like could disagree more. On the heels of not only Infinity War, but also on the heels and I keep bringing this up, but on the heels of Jurassic World 2, a sequel that absolutely should have not been made under any circumstances.
0: See, now this is where we also disagree. I And like has just Jurassic World 2 ruined
1: sequels for me. Between Deadpool mm. 2, Jurassic World, and this, the sequel is dead. Kill All it. Right. Kill it with fire. Right, okay. Dick Leave it alone. Yeah, I, I'm I, turning into Richard Brody here. I don't want to ever see another sequel for a movie ever again.
2: I don't know. I mean, I, get, think, I think we go that's straight a pretty... to the third one now. Yeah, Clearly, yeah. Thor
1: Ragnarok was good.
2: Yeah, but Thor Ragnarok compared to the other two was like out of their league, right? So, like, but I think you're 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 unique in this that you're with, you're the only one of the three with of us that the possible
1: didn't. exception of um Winter Soldier because I know a lot of people like. Winter Soldier. There has not been a Marvel sequel that anywhere holds up to the hype of the first one.
2: I, I can uh, I can agree with that, but I'm also I'm also the type where like I have to manage my expectations. So I didn't go into this film thinking that it was going to be Infinity War or that it was going to be Black Panther. And in fact, I was totally glad that it wasn't either of those films because if I was to see yet another extremely consequential excuse me consequential film like you know saving half the universe or the whole galaxy or how- what, however, many people, you know, Thanos, you know, took out, uh, then I probably would have been exhausted. But this was, came at the right moment, knowing that at the, you know, it's going to catch up to where we were in the other movie.
1: I just don't like, I don't get the mentality of. It owes nothing to being as good as the first one or the last one. I don't I think, understand I think that think it definitely
0: at all. needs... No, I think the expectation with its comparison to Ant-Man is fair. It needs to be as good as Ant-Man. And it was not. It
1: didn't even try to be as good as Ant-Man. But,
0: but it was closer to Ant-Man than Iron Man 2 was to Iron Man.
1: Right, and I'm not going to sit here and defend Iron Man 2. Like right. I'm, not I'm not trying to. to. We ripped that, movie, that apart. movie apart. And I think that was yeah, that my first sucked.
2: question. My first question for for you guys and for this for this podcast was was this better than number 1? And my answer is certainly no. It was not better, but it was certainly close, if not right on par with the first Ant-Man. Okay.
0: So we, the three of us, actually, I'm curious about this score. The three of us, James, you sent it to us, did a survey to determine our individual Marvel movie rankings. Now, I don't care about your whole list. I think we all ended up with Infinity War. Do I need to to
1: put that... Pull this up, and yeah, yeah. I just I want would. to
0: know where Ant Man fell for you. So for for wait, Ant Man for me? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so Ant Man
2: was number twelve of nineteen. Twelve of nineteen. What what did it beat? It beat Thor, Doctor Strange, just Thor, just, Dark just World. the one right below
0: it. Oh, beat Thor. Okay, and it lost to Doctor Strange.
2: No, th- uh, no, no. It, it lost to Guardians the Galaxy. Won. Wow, you really ranked Guardians low. Yeah, guard. Okay. Well, uh, <laughs> well, but we have to explain. So the way that this this quiz worked was that it gave you two options. What would you rather watch right now? And so. I think for me, I didn't go into it like, oh, I really want to watch Ant-Man because I just watched Age of Ultron. I viewed this as I'm going to rank the best one between Infinity War and Black Panther. And then it continues
0: to do that until you've exhausted all the
1: options and gives you the
2: results. Which one would you rather watch right now? We'll we'll
0: put it in the description and... Be sure to uh, tweet out to see your results, hashtag yokes or at bacon on x23, one or the other. I don't know. Ethan will tell you the instructions next yeah, time. Yeah. Well, and this
2: is and this is crazy because my number one was Infinity War, but Shannon's was Ant-Man, because she really wanted to watch the first Ant-Man. So she was clearly looking at it at a different, um, a different way than what I think you and right, me right. and Ethan, like we were
1: I was looking at it like, you know, somebody holds a gun to my head and says, pick one of these two movies to watch right now. Yeah. And that's how I looked at and, it. And that's and- that's how I actually ended up with Infinity War at number four, um, instead of as high as you guys put it, is because, like, I, I've stated this before. is like, it's, I love the movie dearly. It's a really, really, really good movie. I don't really have any desire to watch it again. So what was
0: – where did you land Ant-Man? Like? I
1: landed at 13, underneath Doctor Strange and right above Thor. Oh, okay, so you
0: guys you – guys- Both have much lower expectations going in if you're looking for it to match than I did. Right. Which I think is interesting. Because I have Ant-Man at six, losing to Guardians of the Galaxy and beating Black Panther.
1: Now, and and I will say, throughout the history of this podcast, I have been very harsh on Ant-Man. Is it the most amazing Marvel movie ever made? No, but it's by no means bad. It's like my definition for a a kind of of middle-of-the-pack type of movie. Okay. Mm -hmm. So to me that indicated that there was a lot of room to go up and you didn't feel like this
2: movie and I didn't
1: I didn't feel like this one lived up even to the expectation of the first one let alone what I expected it to do, which was be better than the first one.
0: See, I didn't expect it to be better than the first one.
1: Yeah, I think, I think. But, I think but, but this is this you, is what I'm saying, though, is that I, I've, I've, I've received this about Deadpool, I've received this about Jurassic World, and I've now received this about this movie. It's people being like, I don't understand why you'd expect it to be better than the first one. Yes, I loved the first one, but like, how could, why would it be as good? I was expecting a middle-of-the-road movie, and I got one. Why would any movie ever thing. try to be a middle-of-the-road movie? Why are you not trying was... as hard as you possibly can with the characters? The characters are there, you did not deliver. That is how I feel about this movie. I think
0: there's a certain level of development with the characters that comes in with the second part that you can occasionally beat which like we pointed out with Winter Soldier, which I will agree, like of the Marvel second parts, even though it's not my favorite Marvel movie, is probably the strongest one. It's, like it's the most, it's it's the best it's one. It's between
1: that and Age of Ultron for me.
0: Oh, Age of Ultron, obviously, but I, that's that's another great
1: exception. But that's yeah, that's, well, that's, that's the, it's hard uh, to even call a standalone. sequel honestly because right the Avengers movies I are that, tough. Like I'd call those a saga. Yeah. But yeah and I feel um, and
2: I feel for me if we're going to if we're going to rank like Avengers and Avengers Age of Ultron Age of Ultron aged really well
1: like I agree yeah, yeah I, I think so too. especially well, yeah, after Ultron, I, Ultron. Sorry, go ahead.
2: I know. I was just going to say, like, especially after Infinity War, I just felt like there was a lot that, to use one of uh, Ultron's references, that it was just like tangled in strings, and it mm-hmm. felt really connected in a in a very good way, in a way that wasn't present when we first saw it, because the Infinity Stones had not been kind of developed. And so since it was more developed, uh, I felt like Age of Ultron did well. The thing that makes me even happier about this film is that we didn't have to deal with the infinity stones we had just gone through all of that
1: that is oh I, I i'll agree with that. that is definitely one thing i liked about this movie and it's one thing that i liked about the original ant-man too. is they both came right on the heels of a big bad full fat avengers movie a, a big exhausting cinematic experience and and i want to make myself perfectly clear i was not expecting this to be on the same scale as infinity war okay I, I did not expect it to have as high of a ceiling as Infinity War, but I thought to its ceiling, I expected it to be better. I guess is what I'm trying to get across. It's like I never expected it to be this epic adventure of proportions to that style. I expected it to excel at what it was supposed to do, and I just don't think it did. It is supposed to be the comic relief movie of the series. That's what it was in the first one. And I just didn't get that in the second one. I, I agree with Richard Brody, which hurts me to say. It's like a lot of the whimsy from the first movie was just
0: gone. Oh, I disagree. I laughed a lot. I'll say this. I want to talk a bit. We've talked a lot about Jurassic World Part 2 and um, Deadpool 2 in this. And here's the, the point I want to present to you, Ethan, is that when it comes to these type, I don't want to say mediocre movies, but these type movies, they present you with a good enough movie that you can reasonably walk out of it and say, I really liked that. Or I really didn't. Like, there are legitimately bad movies. Like, right. poorly constructed films that, like, have confusing characters and are just not good. Like, uh, right. Transformers 3. Okay. Or Pirates um, 3. So, yeah,
2: no, uh, whoa, two, whoa, two. whoa, 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 no, no, whoa. No, 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 sorry, whoa. sorry, time out, sorry. Wait, wrong, wrong <laughs> Pirates. Pirates 4, sorry. Okay, right. Poorly James, constructed I was about to film.
1: fight you through this. No, thing. Sorry.
2: Wrong one. Pir- Pirates Four was just the worst <laughs> film I've ever seen. I haven't seen. even seen that
1: one. Okay, yeah, so let me let me qualify this review, and I, I think we've made this clear throughout all of Marvel. It's like all of these are good movies. The Incredible Hulk is a better movie than most movies. Yeah. Right. Like, let's make that very clear. Is like we are talking about this within the realm of other Marvel movies. We have yet to review right. on this podcast a truly bad movie. And maybe like Maybe The Phantom Menace is probably the closest it comes to like unwatchable. Just because of the the complete lack of a coherent story.
0: I want to just make the point that like we're also pretty biased. We are like big Marvel Cinematic Universe fans,
1: right? There are a yeah. lot of people sitting here going, "Yeah, that was funny." Ten out of ten. Yeah, I
2: mean, I, two points that you made. That you made. First off, like I'm, I think I agree with you. We are all really invested in the MCU. I mean, and that's one thing that I personally, you know, I didn't grow up reading comic books uh, as much as the next person, but. Uh, When I started to understand just what Marvel was trying to achieve with the series, I think that is when I really bought into each of these films being something unique and had something to offer that was different than the next. And so I really agree with what Ethan said is that, you know, and it became really apparent to me when I did this quiz that, you know, it's hard to say that any of these are bad you know, minus probably Iron Man 3, I really didn't like the film. But that being said, you're ranking 19 films that are just good and they're good for different reasons and you you have certain preferences on which one goes where. But like, it really became apparent to me that it was really hard to rank movies that were all pretty good and some of them are are really great um my top five are i feel like are just great films especially for you know a superhero film you know we're in the 21st century where people feel exhausted from them but the top five for me are just
1: gold
0: well i'm curious james I, and that's why I liked where my where Ant Man ended up for me was literally right outside the top five. To me, that felt like poetic. So I'm I'm going to guess. I know you've shown me, but I've forgotten, of course, um, what your top five are. I'm going to guess Infinity War, Ragnarok, uh, Black Panther, Spider Man, and Winter Soldier.
2: Oh, close. Civil War. So in order, in order, it was Infinity War, Civil War, Homecoming, Black Panther, Ragnarok.
0: Okay. That's a tough list. Yeah. I mean, those are all good. Mine,
1: okay. So mine are the Ragnarok, Homecoming, Civil War, Infinity War, Guardians. Wow. Honestly, I think
0: Civil War is a little bit high there. Yeah, I'm surprised Civil War came so high for you. I liked Civil War. I don't know why I don't qualify it as high as other things. It came in at eight for me. I have Infinity War, Ragnarok, Homecoming, Iron
1: Man, and Guardians. Civil War is a weirdly forgettable movie for some reason. I felt this way about... For what it is. Because it doesn't have the Avengers I felt this way about both the Captain America sequels is that I've gone back and watched them the second time and gone, what happens in this movie? And then I watched through it and I'm like, oh yeah, that happens. And then it's gone again. Because
0: they have terrible third acts, Ethan. So the third act is like, oh my God, now there's... In Winter Soldier, it's like, oh my God, look at all these helicarriers destroying each other right over DC. Which is stupid.
1: Stupid ending. I I mean, everybody has that Marvel movie that they just... I feel like everybody has that more of a movie they just hate that everybody else, like, loves. Like, a lot of people hate Guardians. A lot of people hate Iron Man. I do not like The Winter Soldier at all. Like, to have it as high up in the list as we have it physically hurts me.
2: Yeah, I mean, for me, you guys have Guardians really high. I have it at number 11, and that comes after a really difficult top 10 for me.
1: Oh, dude, uh, trust me. I feel ya. I came into The Guardians review just wanting to hate it. Wanting to be wrong, wanting to like shove it on Ty, being like, oh man, Guardians is the best movie that's ever come out in all of human history. Guardians was awesome. Okay. And then I watched Guards of the Galaxy. I'm like, this is a really good movie. I- I'm not disagreeing we with you. Are oh I- man, I- it's, it, it, and that's the thing, is, they're all so good. I can't disagree so, with you.
2: I'm not disagreeing with you, but my top ten is it really tells you a lot about how I prioritize these films. So uh, it's, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying that it it didn't hit top ten out of twenty movies. So how do you feel about you feel Pixar? About- Who me? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I feel like I've missed a couple of movies in Pixar, but like. <laughs> Interesting. The last the last Pixar film I saw was Coco, and I I was hyped about Coco when I saw the very first trailer. When they were talking about the beauty and power of music in their own way, and I was my mind was blown. And Cocoa, then Coco was uh, really you cool. Ad, you had to add, you added in the specific layer. You know they always give you that first trailer where they kind of show you kind of broad strokes, and then they started really defining what it was in that next trailer, talking a lot about the Day of the Dead and. Um, you know, specifically what the, the plot was about. And I was sold. I was sold from day one. You, cu- you couldn't get me off of the Cocoa Ledge until the movie came out. And I made Shannon go see that film at like 9.30, 10 o'clock on Thanksgiving night. Like, she's tired. She doesn't want to see anything. I was like, no, we have to see this film. And it didn't disappoint. It was beautiful. I'm so glad you said it that. I really awesome. thought you were going to end no, that with it disappointing. It, <laughs> it was awesome. Like, literally, I... I, I... I I have so many things to say, but we are talking
1: about Ant-Man and the Wasp. <laughs> yeah, I just so you, I will... you said out of 20 movies and I was just like,
2: let's rate another 20
1: movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Let's let's rehash the the rest of the MCU in 30-minute right. sound bites with you, Jane. <laughs> and release them as um, Sunday brunch episodes.
0: We can always do that. Um, yeah, I, I just a quick on Coco. It's, it is, like, quickly risen in my stock as my favorite. I, I saw it, and I loved it, and I was like, nah, I don't know if it's my favorite, though. And then I rewatched it when it came out, and I was like, this is just as beautiful at home as it is at the theater, which is an important note to, like, pay attention to because most movies, if you watch Iron Man 3 at home, you're going to be so disappointed, even in just the way that it looks. Like, and that's a Marvel movie with like a hundred plus million dollar budget. It should look good. Um, but Coco looks amazing always. And then the story wows every time I watch it. It's so good. And. I love Coco. But Ant-Man and the Wasp, I want to talk about the the movie itself, right? So it hits all the right buttons to be an objectively speaking film that Ethan did not like and James and I appear to have liked. I want to talk about my complaints with the movie, and then I want to talk about the things that I liked about it, and I want you guys to do the same. And that's... Uh, we're we're going to do a little bit of structure this week. <laughs> so we are <laughs> we in Spoilerville. I, I don't necessarily need to go to spoilers yet, but we can do that if you feel necessary. But I think some of my complaints with the general... The, the one complaint I have in mind with the general script... Um, uh, is not spoilerific.
1: Okay, well, to get get your part done and then we'll see if we need to move into spoilers.
0: Okay, so this movie does something that is like so frustratingly bad and it, like I was so mad about it the whole time is it talks about the quantum realm and the science in the movie doesn't work, right? Because if the science in the movie worked then when the building shrank it would still weigh as much as a full-size building. That's how the Ant-Man science works is that that's why he's so strong is because he's still 180 pounds.
1: Michael Scott says thank you dot Right,
0: so the building like you can't just the building. It's like a gazillion tons. Okay, so that, like establishing that the science doesn't work, they just, the quantum talk never ceases. And it doesn't mean anything. Right? It's just like jibber jabber exposition for whatever it wants to be. The quantum realm can do anything.
1: Hold on, can I interject really quick into your thing? Yeah. So this is a this is a complaint for you? Yeah. Oh, I think this was the best thing, the, the one of the best things the movie did, honestly.
0: No, because all of all of Evangeline Lilly's and uh, Michael Douglas's dialogue would could have been just amazing and brilliant dialogue by two amazing actors that I love was just like oh, but if we don't get the, the what do they call it the component to the quantum realm, then we'll never be able to retrieve the right. Shut. But up. it has a really
1: good payoff moment.
0: What do you mean? Well, it's a spoiler, so I can't okay. say it. Yeah. We will we'll get the spoiler. Well, I mean, I will say the big spoiler, not the end spoiler, but the the uh the actual cinematic adventure third act spoiler. Uh, the reveal in the movie I thought was really really. But uh,
2: but I think I think to your. To your, I'll present the opposite argument with you is that, you know, the quantum talk, while it, it doesn't mean much to us or Paul Rudd's character with Ant Man or Scott Lang, uh, don't you think that that's generally how Scott feels the entire film? You know, he even, you know, mentioned something like, do you just add, sorry, I'm, I just. You, does, does you just add quantum That's talent? what I was going to yeah. say. You know,
1: that's the payoff moment. That's the oh. payoff moment. When Scott looks around and just goes, do you guys just add quantum to the beginning of every sentence? And he's yeah, just and- so frustrated. because, And that's actually the thing I really liked about this movie is that it gave us that shot from Scott's perspective. And it's like you hear kind of what he hears the whole time. is It doesn't make any sense. None of it makes any sense. They're just talking gibberish, talking out of their butts, and he doesn't get it. He, he, yeah. he feels like they're talking down to him. Like he doesn't understand I it. I mean,
0: it's... It's got the same plot problem as as Mission Impossible Fallout, where it's like, which isn't even a movie yet. It's not out. But where it's like, if we don't get the component to such and such place, then the world will explode. It's just like, okay, action movie.
2: Yeah, but I mean, I think I think to, to the point I was trying to make is that, you know, it's so mysterious to him. Uh, and there's a great payoff comedically, but there's also a great payoff later in the film where... Um, Uh, Well, we we can talk about it later, but I think not not knowing about the quantum realm uh, as much as Michael Douglas's characters or uh, Evangeline Lily. Uh, will come into into play later for for scotland
0: uh, yeah that, that's a spoiler problem yeah uh is there anything that you really liked about this movie that you saw and you were like wow i'm really glad they did that. i hear what you're saying and you you may have i like that they were able to you may have changed my mind just a little bit i like that they were able to present a third person limited perspective in a film which is pretty hard to do as typically you sort of need like an omniscient
1: point of view yeah i so that's i, I actually really liked that and cool. that is like one of the shine moments in the film for me and yeah is it a little over the top it kind of drags out a longer than it needs to um but now i really i enjoyed that third person limited perspective just because it is it's not something especially in this type of movie That you get a lot, especially in the type of movie with a villain where you can, like, you get a shot of what the villain's doing behind the scenes. It's like... You did get that. Well, you get that in every Marvel movie. It's like, you know what Red Skull's doing the whole time in Captain America The First Avenger. And you're sitting there like, Steve, no, Steve, stop.
0: Well, but there was still a turn with Bucky in there.
1: There's always a turn. I mean, they're good enough filmmakers in all these movies to write a twist.
0: Right. It's like it's- I,
1: I was originally going to ask
2: this as a question, uh, and I, I'm going to answer it. So my question was going to be: Was this too much of a good thing? So did it rely too much on the the devices of Ant-Man one? And I think it did did rely on those things. But at the same time, I felt like some of the things that they had really played on really well in in Ant-Man 1 were referenced once, maybe twice in this film. And it it stayed away from referencing too much to the first film. Because if it didn't, if it... If it didn't do that, then we would just be stuck with Ant-Man 1 again. We would just be replaying yeah. Ant-Man 1 in a new movie. And I think for a lot of people, they even felt that referencing the first film was too much. Like they should stay away from it. And I actually well, and thought there was that a huge, was... Yeah. There
0: was a huge problem with having a a supporting character. You know, I had the Edna Mode problem from Incredibles. Where it was like, you've got this amazing supporting character with Luis. And you need him to do the thing again, right? He's got to do the storytelling thing again. But how do you not overdo it? Yeah.
2: Absolutely, and I thought it was perfect. because like, I thought they. I yeah, really I thought,
1: thought they underdid it. That's. I would rather they I mean, underdo I think, it than overdo it. I think Edna it. Mode
0: in Incredibles 2 made a better return than Luis did in I would agree with Batman, that. Batman 2. But I don't think it was bad. Like I'm trying to think of an example where it didn't work, and I know it's there, but it's it's escaped. I just Although wanted a there, story, man. Yeah, I, I, I see what you're saying. Not, not, was, not as many. Really...
1: Not a bunch of them. I just wanted one story. One Luis you not, story. Were you,
0: like, were you asleep for that? No, it didn't exist. Yes, it did. When? when? We'll have to He talks about how him and Scott met and then it goes through like everything that's been going on. Yeah, like right in the like middle of the film. You missed it, bro. Yeah. Did I miss and it? And they give him the like the truth potion. I don't know. Yeah. It didn't feel the, well, it feel the same. Well,
2: I didn't
1: get that I didn't get, I, that, I didn't say, get the satisfaction, satisfaction from it. From
2: it. I, I gotta I gotta tell you, there were a couple things that actually bothered me about this film, even though I liked it, and I know we've already passed it, but I wanna I wanna circle back to some things. No, go is for it. That, that's fine. Do that. Is one, um there were too many like antagonists. Like I felt really pulled on all different sides. And I mean, I guess that you know, that's the way that Scott feels in this in this movie, but like I didn't get to focus s- on a single person that was the antagonist i didn't have like right, a, I, a thanos or an ultron like the single force that you know you're forced to go up against you are you know you have to stay on house arrest or jimmy woo is gonna come get you or you know Sonny birch is this you know this, um black market dealer who you know this or ghost like there's all of these characters that are coming at you from all sides and like that did present a like a particular challenge to like this entire storyline which was pretty cool but like it was hard for me to to like that you know to w- not I, have and to be I, focused
1: can I, can I rebuff this point i going to rebuff or rebut both. I don't know what it means. I don't know the words. I can't speak English. English isn't my first language.
2: That's fine. I'll send you a dictionary for Christmas. Please do.
1: I would love a dictionary. <laughs>
0: James, you don't have any money. don't. No. <laughs> I, I'm poor, guys. I'm, I'm okay, so
1: I, I think it's so weird that you guys are cluing in on the, the... As your complaints, the things I actually liked about the movie. Which I guess is really crazy that we have this opposite perspective. The whole thing about a superhero is that the villains rise up in the same way that the superheroes do. Scott is a is a is a family man he's a father-daughter kind of guy it's a father-daughter kind of movie and then you have hope and hank and then you have ghost and morpheus what is his name lawrence fishburne i know Lawrence fishburne what's his name in the movie bill foster, yeah, bill 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 foster. foster. dr bill foster yeah. dr bill foster right the ghost is his daughter correct or like adopted daughter or protege um Go, adopted daughter would probably be the closest. right exactly so it's 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 rising up to meet the challenge the same way the challenge that Ant-Man that Scott has thrown down is he is this he is this criminal, but he is also a family man superhero.
0: Well, one of the things I really liked was that Bill Foster's character wasn't by necessity like a villain. Like he had unique and interesting and dynamic motives that like as it began, he was like, I'm going to do whatever I can to help Ghost out because she's going to explode or whatever if, if time runs out because the particle or the quantum, whatever, whatever action movie. She's nonsense.
1: unstuck in space time. <laughs> No, I, I know,
0: but he's just, you know. And then as the movie progresses, he has this paradigm shift where he goes from like, I'm going to do whatever it takes to protect Ghost to we might actually be able to fix this problem without anyone passing. And I thought that was really cool. What what I didn't like, and I'm with James on this, was Sonny Birch, Walton Goggins' character. Like, I didn't realize he was even a villain until he was a villain. I guess we're in spoiler territory now. Um, well, give me a whoop, But a
1: whoop.
0: All right, now we can
2: speak spoiler freely, time.
0: which is great because I—it's
2: been really tough. That was like, the
1: longest we've gone, <laughs> gone spoiler-free spoiler free. I, I by I can't like do half that an hour.
2: <laughs> no, I mean, but so yeah, Lawrence Fishburne's character is like the Washington Nationals, right? So they last year got to the playoffs without any serious contention, right? Well, this year they have serious contention from two teams in their division, and it's harder for them to get there. So, like, what am I trying to say? Oh, I don't know. I got, I, just I, you to I talk got about you. No, I, I got, I got you. So. He they have to try even harder to get to where they where they need to go, which is the playoffs, right? Well, right. Lawrence Fishburne's character is very similar. I'll do whatever it takes, but now he's coming up against some serious opposition, which is, you know, breaking his moral code. Like, I will not do X, Y, or Z to help you survive. Even though But in order
0: to survive, you're gonna need to do X, Y, or yeah, Z. Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, in in Ghost's Mind, yeah. Like I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna tear uh, you know, Miss Van Dyne apart or whatever to be able to you know live like she doesn't care but lawrence fishburne's character does so he comes up against that resistance like now what is what is that next step that he needs to do to make sure that he meets the challenge of saving her
0: now i've right i've i do have a question for you did you get chills when michelle pfeiffer took the helmet off in the quantum realm
2: no no No. like i I knew it was
0: her like i knew it was her like i knew it was her and i I thought she was in the first movie for some reason. Like, when she pulled the helmet off, I was like, oh, she's back. Yeah. Like, I didn't think, oh, this is the introduction of that character, and this is a huge moment. No, well, I mean, I thought, because- was, I thought it was a
2: huge moment for, for the story, but that whole storyline is probably one of the more problematic ones because, like, we have to just, like you said, go along with the fact that the quantum realm exists, that there's all this science to it. We have to throw it all out like it's gobbledygook, even though I think it can't you can play it up to you know with the perspective that i had with scott lang and then surprise she's back in the real world and she's got magic healing powers
1: right because she's absorbed the quantum realm yeah it changes it changes a person i just felt Uh, like that whole thing was so forced like this movie setting yeah. up a plot device. Right, this movie, is what it's the the, well, yeah, and that's the thing is that's what that drives me crazy in these movies is that like Doctor Strange did the same thing and so did Thor. This movie existed specifically to set that plot device up.
0: Yeah. Well, here's what it did okay. is S- is it setting up another option for the plot device because Thor is uber god, right? Doctor Strange can control time, and so now you've got new options as to how we're going to control big bads
1: exactly. moving forward. This whole movie. And this is, this is why I don't think it earned the scene, because it was a very emotional post-credit scene. That was the best scene in the whole movie, by a long shot.
0: It's because you were back watching Infinity War, and you were like, oh, It's,
1: it's not even that, it's just like, that was, it was, it, and I, maybe it was a different, maybe that was a different director, maybe that was the Russo brothers stepping in, being like, hey, we're gonna do this one scene, because it fits with our movie, thank you. Um, but That was the only part of the movie that felt like it was treated with any kind of reverence, was that post-credit scene, but that, the movie did not earn that post-credit scene. No,
0: I agree with you there. The rest of the mo- the rest of the movie was not serious enough to get that post-credit scene. And but like obviously that's the whole point of the the Thanos thing is that like it doesn't matter how serious you are or whatever you are. I'm going to snap my fingers and I'm going to take the wasp away and I'm going to take the old wasp away and the old Ant-Man away because screw you, that's why.
2: Well, they're yeah, all but- they are
1: all useless.
2: Well, my my biggest my biggest question was did he survive in the quantum realm because he was in the quantum realm, or did he su- survive because of some chance fate? I mean, we know that did he Feige and Ant Man.
0: I would say by chance.
2: Yeah, you say by chance. So you you think that that creatures, beings, whatever in the quantum realm also were destroyed in the in the snap?
0: Well, there was only one when it happened. Yeah, but and he survived. We
2: don't know wh- who else exists there. I mean, Michelle Pfeiffer existed there for a long time, and so do those weird worm things. Ant-Man did not disintegrate. I I know that. That's what I'm saying. Did he survive because of chance, or did he survive because he was protected by the quantum? I don't think think he survived by chance. I don't think it matters. Because the
0: quantum realm isn't working the way that science would say it does, because he's able to have a comm link out of it. Right, so time is happening the way it's supposed to. So the like folding of the dimensions isn't really happening in there. You're just really small.
1: So it was. You said it's by chance. I, said, I say it's by chance. Okay. Yeah. yeah I think. Was, I think you're. I just think you're overthinking that one.
2: I mean, I've, I've, I've overthought a lot of different points. Going back on different films. It, he
1: uh, survived in the quantum realm because they're not going to kill Ant-Man at the end of Ant-Man's own movie. No, I, I, I see you. Like, I, I'm not, I'm not going to argue. I don't that mean point. to be that guy. Was it not called Spider-Man: Infinity War? I don't mean to be that guy. <laughs> but, like, it just, there was, I don't know, to me there was never a chance that, that Scott was gonna get cornflaked. And I get that no, that's because I... it's already been revealed on the set of Avengers 4. Like, there's already, you know, pictures pictures yeah. and, and set footage, which sucks. Like, I hate that part of this whole thing, is all the congruency of it, and, and the fact that these movies are announced three years ahead of time. It, like, it drives me nuts. It's like they just confirmed... Guardians 3. Why did you do that? Yeah, Guardians who 3 who, who that wasn't going to go time. see... Who was going to go see Guardians 3 because they announced it in 2018 for release in, like, 2021? Who here's was who really sitting here going, man, I really needed to know that right now. Just leave some kind here's of mystery. Is, is it, to me,
0: it wasn't confirmed. Like, and it still doesn't even necessarily have to be that they're necessarily coming back. Like, it was revealed in Spider-Man that... Miles Morales is a real character, and Sony is pushing the Miles Morales thing, so there's no reason why Marvel couldn't do the same thing.
1: Yo, Spider-Man Homecoming 2, which is A, the dumbest name I've ever heard in my life, Uh, B... Far From Home? What? Far From Home? Is that what the new title? Yeah, I think they released. Yeah. I think oh, Tom I Holland that.
2: spoiled it. Yeah, yeah
0: Spider-Man, Spider-Man: Far From Home.
2: I say that with air gotcha. quotes because I don't. I don't think he. I don't think he spoiled it. I think it was uh They actually wanted him to to leak that.
0: Oh yeah, obviously. Yeah, it's so cool. it always is when Tom Holland quote unquote spoils something.
2: Yeah, I I have to say though that what I loved about this film was that it was. I, I was trying to think of what it was. Like, the entire time. Because each each Marvel film is unique in its own way, like I said before. And they all have different personalities. So, like, you've got Guardians of the Galaxy, which is the sci-fi adventure. You've got C- Captain America, the first one, which was this you know historical action film and then you've got the next one which is this like spy espionage film but they all you know spider-man homecoming was this high school drama or high school comedy and they all are superhero films but they do a really great job of being something else too and for and for this one i didn't know what that was until probably you know end of last night where i was like wait a minute this is a buddy cop film This is one of those silly buddy cop movies where you got two police officers, detectives, whatever, trying to track down whoever the villain is, whoever the the bad guy is. And along the way, they make just a ton of jokes It's not serious. It's not, you know, it's not anything that you should take, you know, you you should take it with a grain of salt, right? And that is exactly what this film was to me. Take out all the science mumbo jumbo. It didn't matter to me at all. It just mattered that there were two people. We finally got to see the Wasp, finally got to see them both in action. And the only thing that ruined it was the fact that all of the the scenes were in the trailers. All of the good things were in the trailers. The salt shaker, the Hello Kitty Pez, Giant Man, all of it was just,
0: was spoiled. I love love Giant Man. Man. I'm all about Giant Man yeah. and Goliath, Black Goliath. Um, I will say one thing I am happy about is in Black Panther they established like it doesn't matter if you have the technology. I guess they established this in Iron Man too. But it doesn't matter if you have the technology or the capability to give everyone the power or every power to everyone because people are making these suits or the powers or whatever they are and We're just going to decide who gets what, and it's that's going to be okay. So, like, they could have made an army of Black Panthers in Wakanda, and they probably would have done a lot better against Thanos' army. But they didn't because it's sacred, and only one person gets to do it. And the fact that, like, Scott's suit doesn't work was really annoying. And I was so tired of that by the end of it. But the fact that he doesn't have blasters or wings, it's like, oh, it's because he's Ant-Man. Ants don't have wings, even though he's flying on an ant with wings. Ants don't have wings. That's just how it is.
2: Ant- Antonio Banderas. <laughs> Ulysses S. Antonio Grant. Banderas.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm calling you Ulysses S. Grant. Like, yeah, that was- right. In the
0: quantum realm. That,
1: that was one of the few moments where I actually laughed, like, solid laugh in the movie where he was just like, sorry I'm late, I had to name my ant. <laughs> you,
0: have you seen the the-, the qu- the Q-U-antum realm? The quantum realm? No. Thing, no. As an ant nod? Ugh, I thought that That's was awful. funny. Oh, so, they're, they're allow so me. me.
1: W- w- I know that I have said a lot of negative things about this movie so far. But actually, I, I feel like I've defended it more in the last 20 minutes than y'all have. So, I don't know where that leaves us. But I just... I, I said I liked everything that you guys hated. But allow me the indulgence of complaining about this movie for like two minutes. And then I'll move on and and hear you guys out. Okay. Because I don't want to just sit here for the okay. next hour and and complain about this movie. It's like, I really, I do want to like it. I want, I want to be told, not told, but I want to be persuaded as to why I should like it. But I just couldn't, I didn't like any of the characters in this movie. Like, any of them. I, I Paul Rudd feels like he's so done with the Ant-Man character, even though he's been Ant-Man for like five minutes. I, it really reflected in the performance that he just felt like he was lazily reading every line. I liked it. I thought he I just was fine. Didn't, um, I feel like I th- Hope was so I think,
0: underutilized. Oh, I was going to say Hope's character, like the stock rose so
1: much from the first film. So much. Nah, she annoyed me. Like, Hank is useless. He's just a bumbling idiot of an old man. Has no idea what he's doing.
0: I would watch any scene where they do that thing to his face.
1: <laughs> okay,
2: I can see that. Which wait, which scene?
0: Any scene where they make Michael Douglas twenty years younger.
2: Oh yeah, that was great. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> that's the coolest thing I've ever seen. Like in my life. I,
1: I just got. There's a lot of stuff that about these characters. I didn't feel like anybody was used as well as they were in the first movie. Like I, I liked, I liked Luis. I liked that he got more of a role, but I didn't like the, I guess the way they put him in that role. And it, I didn't feel like they were true to any of the characters in the first movie. And. I get that it doesn't need to be a direct sequel, it doesn't need to reference it all the time, but it should maintain the spirit of the first movie through the characters. And I didn't feel like this movie did a good job at achieving that. Like It had a problem. It had a real problem in that
0: it needed to... Like, the, the big web is a problem, right? Because it, it's not the next part of the Ant-Man story, right? The next part of the Ant-Man story was Civil War. What? And that's hinted on pretty heavily that, like, him going to Germany... To fight for Captain America is, like, a big part of Paul Rudd's life. Right. That's why he's on house arrest. That's, you know, that's, that's where Giant Man comes from. That's why they go meet Goliath. Like, that's why they're making that parallel story. So, like, it, you're not building off of Ant-Man 1. You're building off of Civil War with ant-man characters so you're i don't feel like that was achieved either but you're so you're you're saying that it had the
2: one problem that infinity war did where guardians 2 got in the way but just in a different way like i felt like it, it would have achieved more if it didn't have guardians 2 but you're saying <laughs> it would have achieved even
1: less if it didn't have uh, civil war well, i think
0: it would have been easier to follow up if it was if if, if, if civil war didn't james have you're not it, or if he didn't
1: you're know. not implying that that guardians 2 was an enormous problem toward the plot of infinity war
2: I thought it was, not oh, yeah, don't get me started.
0: You want me to rant. You you absolutely want me to go bananas. <laughs> you're exactly
1: right, you, exactly right, though. I, I yeah. agree with your saying. I just
0: think, I, wait, my only problem with Guardians 2 is the storytelling problem. I don't know what it has to do with the plot. I just know that like everybody was like that they completely left out the uh, Thanos relationship with Gamora and Guardians. Right, and, 2, that's, and that's an why. enormous yeah, problem that's...
1: going forward with Infinity War, which is about Thanos and his relationship with Gamora. Yeah, that was right, that was my entire like,
2: problem with with that. Guardians Two with tried to hit the Nebula
1: thing really hard, and like the Nebula is the new you know superhero, whatever, new the new the new good guy, and and then Infinity War was just like yeet, we like Gamora again because this is what we f- told you guys to do. Um,
2: yeah, I mean, you're, that's an interesting point that you make about the film being, you know, basically it's it's the sequel to Civil War for Ant-Man. So,
1: well, I don't think they did those characters justice either. You don't get like angry, emo, I hate Tony Stark for locking me up in this place, Scott. You get just a watered down version of Ant-Man 1, Scott.
0: Right, like, I liked Cap, I like Cap,
1: needed me. Right, you don't get right, that, you don't get that Scott at all in this movie. Like, even less I, so than his, you get original Scott.
2: But his, 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 his motivation to go to Germany wasn't because he was against Iron Man, it was because he was, oh, he basically owed a favor to Falcon for basically whooping his ass
1: No, but go, go watch the end of Civil War again. Scott is mad, like, big mood mad. Yeah, he's because back he's in back in jail. It's right.
0: like Scott's whole thing is that Scott And like
1: Scott in, in this movie could not give less of a crap about being on house arrest.
2: I mean, but we also saw him at year two, where the goal wasn't to get out so he could fight Iron Man or prove himself to Iron Man, but it was to get out so he could continue to be with Cassie, who well, it's established from the first one is that that's all he really cares. And what,
1: but what you're doing there is telling a lot of the story off screen, like toward what to to, to redeem the character. Like you, you are you are making that connection here to redeem the character in this movie, which is fine. Like you can do that. I don't want to do that. I like I I would like the character to be true to either version of what it was. Okay,
2: I mean that's that's I think that's a legit way and to that, look at that's, it. That's
1: that's my thing for this is just I could like I couldn't get behind the villains, man, and I hate the like. Oh, the villains are good guys now. Thing that happened at the end—it's like everybody got saved. There's no consequences. Right, but and that's kind of where I, why I don't like so many
2: antagonists in this is because you don't have have a resolution. What well, had know, the, the, Rogue resolution, the Rogue One problem? Rogue One had many problems, so you're gonna have to be specific. Well, it
1: had the Rogue One problem. Everyone has to die. Right. Every everybody in Rogue One had to die because there is a finite end. This this right. had, this is, comes between whatever it was before and Infinity War so this also has a finite end they came to a wall they had to run up against
2: right and I mean I, at this point you know Ghost is not going to come back I, I doubt Bill Foster think... will be back now I don't think Jimmy Woo is the only character I think that might come back and I, I was happy to see him go just because I was glad to see Scott win but I thought he was hilarious throughout this oh, entire my film God.
0: Jimmy Woo was amazing
2: so funny one of the,
1: one of the best parts so did of the you film. want to hang out Scott? I love that guy or... Asian Jim He's the best. Yeah.
2: Oh, so funny.
1: That was the first came, thing I saw. He came on screen. I was like, that's Asian Jim from the office. He, yeah. he
2: needs to He needs to learn magic to impress people. Oh, my God, the magic thing. I was
0: really laughing at that, too. Yeah, what if oh, he comes done. back
1: and teams up with Baron Mordo?
0: I don't think he will. Don't but what if he does? Would be,
1: why would he? Because he wants to learn I'm magic. Oh. Uh, so he goes and seeks out the wizard, man. and Mordo's like, hey, I'm a dark wizard. What's up? Yeah, you're embarrassing uh, me in front of the wizards. <laughs> Still... One of the best lines in the whole series.
2: Well, leaving the theater though, Shannon looks at me with the most serious face, and she says, "You know, that was really funny, but nothing beats Baby Groot not being able to find the Finn in all of the stuff in Guardians 2. And that makes me <laughs> that makes me really uncomfortable because that's the I, I agree with her. That's one of the funniest moments in
1: all of Marvel, and it had to be
2: in the worst
1: film. Oh yeah, yeah, that I was. Mean. That was one of the best executed cinematic jokes I've ever seen in my life. The
0: Groot doesn't get it? Yeah.
1: Yeah. It you know what on, I didn't it get? Went it went on just long enough, and it had just a satisfying enough payoff to almost redeem the whole movie. Y- you know what I didn't get? I looked up
2: during this movie, and I said, That's J.J. Watt. That's J.J. F- Watt right there. That is J.J. Watt saved Houston after the hurricane. J.J. Watt. I'm in Shannon's ear the entire movie like, Shannon, that's J.J. Watt. That's him. One of his goons... One of, one of Sonny Birch's goons, that's J.J. Watt. And then I looked on IMDb. That wasn't it's J.J. Watt. JJ,
1: I was like, it's what are you not J.J.
2: Watt. It's not J.J. Watt at all. I was so, I felt so stupid. I'm like, Do you know ah, what J.J. Watt looks
1: like? It? Have you, have you yeah, watched The League? I he,
2: I, uh, no, I haven't seen The League. I need to watch it. I just got finished with uh, Luke Cage, so maybe I might be able to watch The League.
1: You should watch The League. The League is hilarious. I've, I've for heard as very, much as you
2: love fantasy sports, I'm I'm very into the fantasy sports. I have not won a single fantasy sports competition. Well, no, I lied. I I won last year.
1: I got one. You won Aaron Rodgers touchdown away. I
0: remember this is a true story about James and fantasy sports. One time he was in class at Carnegie Mellon for his master's program, and I called James and he was like, "I'm in class. What?" And I was like, "You need to leave class. I need help with fantasy right now." And he left his class like. Grabbed his things, left class, called me back, and was like, "What do you need to know?" And I was, I don't I have no idea who I was starting, but I was like, "Do I start so and so or so and so? What do I do?" And James like walked me through the whole thing. I don't remember but James. That at now all. that I know you, have never won a. Oh God! Okay, now I, got, I got. I feel like I. won. I I, I. I
2: lied. I lied. I won twice. So the first, the first one was a dynasty fantasy football league that I inherited. I got to pick between two teams. One was a scrub. And one was awesome. And I picked the awesome one and literally didn't change a thing and won. And then the second one was fantasy baseball with people that were not involved and was easiest way to win. And I did. (laughs) And then I quit two years later. So I wouldn't consider them quality
1: wins. I, I got within one Aaron Rodgers to Richard Rodgers drop touchdown of winning the whole league one year like literally one garbage time dropped touchdown
2: that makes me sad I
1: lost by one point at the end of the whole season in the championship
2: I have I have one fantasy baseball league that I'm really serious about and I've gotten as far as second place in two years of being in this league and we've been doing it since 2010 We've been doing the same thing since 2010, and I have not gotten to, to the championship yet. So my life's goal, my life's work is to actually win this league. It's not working. At
1: this rate, the Nats are going to win the World Series before you win fantasy baseball.
0: That's Yo, that's, Nats are going to win the World Series. It's going to happen it, this year. It yeah. might,
1: man. England's about to win the World Cup. <laughs> the Cavs just didn't choke in the playoffs. Wayne Rooney yeah. plays in D.C.
2: D.C. is Damn. where it's at.
1: We got to go to a, a, a United game, Tyler. They're in a new stadium next weekend.
2: Audi Stadium, yes. And if you guys come to D.C. again and don't call me, I'm going to be real mad.
1: Hey, Jim, here's the thing. You want to go to a D.C. United game?
2: (laughs) Yes, I'd love to go to a D.C. United game. It's closer than. 90% of
0: the time I'm in D.C., it's not to hang out with anybody.
2: Yeah, that's true. Although it's closer than Pittsburgh, and we did almost plan a trip for you guys to come up.
1: James, would it make your life if I took you to a Nationals game? It would. Yes. And then we could watch Infinity War. That sounds fine. (laughs) sounds fine. It needs to
2: drop on Netflix first, because I'm not going to Redbox.
1: Tyler, I'm not surprised that James left uh, class at Carnegie Mellon to talk to you about fantasy football. I remember when James called me to tell me he got into Carnegie Mellon and was just not even excited. Oh, Uh, yeah.
2: That was was great. I didn't do my research.
1: You were just like, well, I got into Carnegie Mellon for grad school. And I was like, wait, you got into the program that you wanted at a school that I've heard of and you're not stoked? <laughs> so and this I'm is what I like, did. Well, it's like my eighth choice. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so this is what I did. I, I, I applied to like four or five schools, six schools or something like that. I don't know. And I only did it based on like geographic preference. So I was like Northeast, we're going to Boston. I've got two schools in DC. I've got Pittsburgh. I've got one in Virginia, which was George Mason. Uh, So I've got these five schools, and I didn't get accepted to any of them. At Carnegie Mellon. I went to the one really? school, the one school that accepted me, which is Carnegie Mellon You know Mellon that like University.
0: Carnegie Mellon is like a real, real deal real school, deal. So,
2: right? <laughs> uh, yes, I found that out when <laughs> I took, I started taking like the online campus tour because they've got this really great digital like I'm tour. I'm sure they do. because yeah.
0: it's an awesome school. Yeah,
2: and so I start doing that, and I look up at my my mom when she comes in the room, and I said, "Mom, I don't think they know who I am because I wouldn't have gotten into the school if they really knew who I was. <laughs> like this must be a joke. It was not a joke. My student loans can tell you it's not." Not a joke. (laughs) I can tell you, it's not a joke. So um, yeah, so I got into Carnegie Mellon, and uh, the two years of awesome, like like grad school kicking my butt, you know, but, like, uh, Pittsburgh's a wonderful town. You should all go visit. All your listeners should. Actually, you know what? That should be where the next meetup you should be. We'll all mm-hmm. go to a Pirates like game. Raleigh, hey, Richmond. you can get t- tickets real cheap at the Pirates games. Are they terrible? Uh, well, they're currently beating the Nats 6-3, to
1: three, but... Do ooh, they Juan still Soto have and Andrew McCutcheon. McCutcheon?
2: No, Andrew McCutcheon got traded to
1: the San Francisco Giants this past... All right, cool. Year. I don't know a single Pirates player. I know that Robinson Cano apparently plays for the Mariners... Uh, yes, he's currently
2: serving a suspension for uh, alleged PED use.
1: That breaks my heart, man.
2: It's bad. It's bad. That was my ba- dude. Well, he di- he didn't get he didn't get busted for the PED used. He got busted for a substance that makes you pee a lot, so that he could pass it from his urine, and they wouldn't have been able to. <laughs> Here's the thing I'm learning about Carnegie Mellon though is that. I just said this school's I just said, not that pretty. I just said urine on your podcast and it, I just broke Ethan. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that is that is the best substance violation I've ever heard in my entire life. Holy crap.
0: I just don't get The substance violation thing does not make any freaking sense to me. Yes, yeah, steroids job. is a
1: big deal in baseball, dude. I don't know if you'd noticed that over the past 2 decades. I,
0: I've noticed it, but like your job is to literally play a sport for millions of dollars and not do drugs
2: and yet they still do and they still get caught.
1: and it's like consistently I baseball guess, players like the good ones believe it or not, yeah. when you hit a bunch of home runs, um it, it, baseball's not like one of those sports where it's like oh, you don't have to hit the ball very hard. It's not like golf where like ba- being stronger in baseball makes a difference. Turns out you just gotta whack a ball over the, over a fence with a stick.
0: Bryce Harper would never do anything.
1: I like refuse Bryce, to believe that Bryce Harper is definitely on steroids. Bryce if, Harper, if he can hit a ball, I mean, he's hitting like 200 this year. So, if there's a, two players in the league I, I want to keep an eye on, it's Aaron Judge and Bryce Harper. But Aaron Judge is really tall. He's like six foot seven. He is really tall, and he hits an unreasonable amount of home runs for somebody who's like 12. 12. Yeah, yeah. But like, turns out when you're Barry Bonds, you're smacking 73 dingers a year. People start to take notice. Dangers, just dangers. Um, yeah, R.I.P. Phil Rizzuto. Phil Rizzuto. <laughs> Guys, so that was the most I've spoken I, about, I've baseball, spoke about in baseball in baseball probably ten years. Probably
2: ten years. That's okay. We can get you. We can get you from rooting for the cards. Oh, and I'm, I'm for having an existential crisis team.
1: about baseball right now. I literally started crying over a Macklemore song about baseball the other day. It's a weird thing that's happening in my life right now.
2: <laughs> you know what's weird? So when you brunch. Do you, like, alternate drinks?
0: No. No, I get a mimosa every time. No,
2: I mean, I mean, I, yes, you get a mimosa. But, like, for me, I always do coffee first,
0: then mimosa, and then another coffee. Oh, oh, I, I don't know that I would order them in that order. I'm drinking both of them the whole
2: time. Well, that's what happened to me. And I had to leave the movie theater with my old man bladder and go to the bathroom. It's right,
0: not an old man bladder, James. You're, like, three feet tall. Right.
2: Right when they were having the reunited with Michael Douglas. I had to miss... Ant Man seeing Michael Douglas. For wait a the minute! Fire.
0: You went to the bathroom during a movie? Yes, that's the problem. Oh, that is,
1: I go to the bathroom during almost is. every movie I see. It's it was Do you really I it's drink criminal. Yeah. I went to the, the last time I went to the bathroom
0: at the movies was the scene in I Am Legend where they go into the parking garage.
2: I went during Infinity War the first time. It's oh, bad. Oh, this is what this is what your younger listeners get to look forward to when they start to push thirty. It's hard to control. So the the weirdest bathroom moment I ever had was I was at a Beyonce concert and yeah, I went to be, I went to see Beyonce at Heinz Field what a and statement. I think I saw, that's cool. I think I, that's really cool. I think not I saw cool. Beyonce for like $35. I kid you not. I saw, that's pretty cool. I bought legit. I would rather light
1: $35 on fire. No,
2: I saw So it was great. It was a formation tour. I would definitely row. rather light $35 on fire. <laughs> I I sat, I sat front row of the 400 level section so I could sit down the entire time and I have to stand up to like see over people. But anyway, I go to go to the bathroom and I walk into the bathroom and it's a ghost town. No one there. There's like two dudes. Really? Yeah. And it's like the, the Heinz Field bathrooms are like trough style urinals. Yeah, so they're yeah. like out in the open, right? And there's like two dudes and then me. And then one guy leaves and I'm like, this is the sp- spookiest thing I've ever seen. Because I've been to a Steelers game and I see all these Yenzers out here like just loading this truck. What are they called? Yenzers. What is Yinzer? I will explain Yenzer later. So
1: Yenz <laughs> is what Jins- Pittsburghers say instead of y'all.
2: Yeah, it's like it's it's like uh, you you guys, basically. It's yinz. So that yinz is big, Yenzers. I'm seeing all these Yenzers for, for Steeler games, not for Beyonce concert. So I enjoy the concert, I think it's great. We're leaving, we're going down one of those like, you know, spiral right. walkways, right? And right. I'm observing who's at this concert and it's, it's girls with their girlfriends and girls with their girlfriends. No. Oh. And then, like, random boyfriends and dads. Right. And so it was, like, nine had to be 90, pl- like, plus percent women. And I was like, that explains why it was a ghost town. There's no men here.
0: Like, I'm... So it was really, like, literally no dudes there at all? No.
2: It was the... St- I literally thought I was going to die in that bathroom. I thought I was going to... Someone's going to pull me into a stall and do like the, who does number two work for? Like out of the wall, like Austin Powers did. Like I literally thought I was gonna get like shanked in this bathroom. Who
0: does it was yeah, number It was
2: literally just like the, the spookiest experience. Like how, how come they, and they can only come in threes. Like you were explaining like, in the Deadpool episode, how, like, jokes come in threes, but, like, they didn't work. This one was, like, people come in threes, and I think I'm going to get murdered in, in Field. Like, I'm going to be the next Clue board game, Yenzer edition. Like, that's what's going to happen. I had
1: a very similar experience seeing... It was
0: James with a lead pipe in the Pittsburgh Steelers bathroom.
1: I had a, I had a very similar experience seeing Ed Sheeran at the Verizon Center, or whatever it's called now. Capital One Arena the capital one arena where the
2: where the stanley cup champion uh washington capitals okay well so
1: they had they had not changed the they had changed the name like officially but not on the building when i saw oh yeah yeah when i was there for that that. it lasted forever it was like the verizon center but it was already
2: the capital one arena yeah
1: right it's like inside it said capital one arena outside it said verizon center so i was like okay this is weird anyway uh, it had changed like three days prior i looked it up um you can't just shut down well, Chinatown,
0: Ethan. It's, it's a Well, I got process. an email from,
1: from Ticketmaster. It was like, hey, by the way, the name of your venue has changed. The venue has not changed. Don't go somewhere else. And I was like, okay, whatever. I knew where I was going anyway. <laughs> it's not that hard. Um, you go to Chinatown. Yeah, it's, yeah we've, we've been there for. Um, but, oh, what was I saying? Um, yeah, I, I was literally the oldest guy there, like the oldest male there that was not a parent.
0: See that's it was the same thing when we went to uh, Panic at the
1: Disco. Oh, I want to see Panic at the Disco.
0: Oh, you're gonna feel really old. I want to go really old. Like you're gonna be like, "Where's my daughter?" Yeah, there's a kid next to me that's like,
1: "Vegas Lights" is their best song, and I'm like, "Kill yourself."
2: (laughs) I'm like, "Oh my God, (laughs) is it nine in the afternoon?" No, it's not.
1: To you, (laughs) Uh, oh God. But yeah, I went to the bathroom at Ed Sheeran at the Verizon Center, and I was just alone, and it was like intermission, like between artists.
0: That's not good. That's spooky. Yeah, that's a good way to know that you're gonna die. That's at an N. Sheeran concert. That's awful. In fact, that's a good name for a punk album. I died at an N. Sheeran concert. Dude,
1: if you ever want to experience the most terrible thing ever, is go to like a pop concert indoors. I didn't need earplugs from the music. I needed earplugs from the screaming. Oh, that's what happened to me the second time I saw Switchfoot. Like back when Switchfoot was good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Not what I was expecting that to end with.
2: It was it was at the Norva and everyone's packed in there like sardines and these girls were behind us and we were right in front of their bass player and they thought he was hot. And so literally they play a song and they just scream like your ear. Yeah, I get it. I totally get it. No, but you, you
1: ever hear a noise and you're like, this is doing damage to my eardrums. Like I what feel I, like actively? I feel like I'm actively losing my hearing right now. And, and that is how I felt with these women screaming. It's like I never understood. My dad talked about seeing the Beatles and I never understood it until I was in that room with that many 12 year old women just screaming. And I was like, this is. Screaming for a British artist. Physically painful.
2: Yeah. When one of my coworkers sneezes at work, I, I feel that way. It's one of those like violent <laughs> and loud sneezes. Oh, that's me. <laughs> I just, to the T. I
1: sneeze very it's- loudly.
2: It literally scares people, and they know that he sneezes that way, and yet people don't prepare themselves for it. I just don't understand. But I, I will say that, like, I I don't know what that feels like to have like twelve-year-old like g- girls like screaming at like artists because the last two concerts I went to, I kid you not, were Barry Manilow and Queen, and everyone was old as dirt there.
0: You were telling me about Barry Manilow that it was like
2: oh it was it was surreal man there were awesome. all of these there were all these fanolos that were just like screaming <laughs> just screaming their butts off about this guy it was so funny and he's like old and like he's got the arthritis so like his, his shoulders are kind of elevated and stiff and his knees and elbows are stiff and he's like dancing oh it's it's the
1: it was the funniest thing Tyler and I went to see Elton John at the Roanoke Civic Center and we were like the youngest oh. people in there that weren't like, somebody's small child that got dragged.
0: Right. Yeah. Right. And I'm, I I have a terrible confession about that concert. I dozed off for moments. And I was, I mean, it like, so mad at myself. I'm so mad. I, but he's just so good. I'm
2: gonna experience the same thing that I experienced at Queen... And I experienced at Barry Manilow when I go see Shania Twain this Sunday at the Verizon Center.
0: Let me tell you about going to a Shania Twain concert. Yo, there is nothing better you could spend your money on or time on I'm ready. than going to a Shania I Twain
2: have been concert. ready since the
1: 1990s. I am so ready. Let me get a big <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's not I know Shania. it's not. Oh, okay. But just, man, it's Gretchen Wilson or whatever.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, It is Gretchen Wilson, Yep. I I just don't know what to expect other than Shania Twain, and I will be singing every word of, man, I feel like a woman. I was going to say, you're definitely
1: going to feel like a woman. Yep, it's going (laughs) to happen. I'm no shame. That is going to be some female empowerment right there. It's going to be great. I'm excited. I'm excited for you. (laughs) I'm (laughs) I'm
0: so
2: jealous. I'm so pumped. And then we have to go see the Jason Aldean concert in Virginia Beach because I'm not going here. I'm about it. Yes, we're gonna go. Ty, if you want to come, is it is it
0: for America Fest or whatever? No, no that's probably going on. It's right just now. gonna be At the like indicator. a random concert. Yeah,
2: and Luke Combs oh. is opening up for them, and he's dope. Like country music that I haven't heard in a long time is Luke Combs. I'm
1: telling you, he Happens. writes the best Blake Shelton songs that Blake Shelton hadn't written since 2008. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what makes me mad about Blake Shelton? He lots came of out with
0: everything. He
2: came out with Red River Blue the same day that Chris Young came out with Neon, and he got better. It was better for him. That Chris Young album was the best album of the
1: year, best album of the 2010s. It was great. Cr- to to be, tell you the truth, Chris Young is one of the best like male vocalists I've seen live ever. Ever. Oh, Chris ever. Young was amazing live. Ever. Ever. Live. Like, like, ever. You, yeah. James, In-stop you and I ever. saw Chris Young, and I had no idea who he was except the guy that sang, like, Oh Nah, at that point? Yeah. And he opened for Dirk's Bentley, and you were like, this is going to be good. And I'm like, all right, whatever. And then he started singing, and I was like, okay, this guy can sing. Yeah, yeah, Christian yeah.
0: is good. Yeah, he's a real dude. I've
1: seen him multiple times. Awesome. Great. The
2: one person, there are a couple of artists I really want to see right now. Right this minute, I would do anything. I'd go see Jamie Johnson one more time, because I've never seen anything like Jamie Johnson in concert. The man doesn't go up with a set list, goes up with a guitar, his band follows him in, and the band follows him based on what he's playing. And they don't know what it's gonna be. It could be any of his songs. And then at the end of his at the end of his set, he said, you know what, guys? The show you paid for is now over, but you know what? We're gonna sit here and keep playing, and you're welcome to stay. Take this job and shove it bump bump. What? is happening what's happening ethan i have no idea i don't know I have no, I, i've never seen I have jamie no johnson. idea jamie johnson it so does good. in
1: color right he has other in songs. color
2: yeah you, you should listen to his cds it's literally it's literally he's got a black and white album that's nothing but crying in your beer music and it's the best. i mean i would pay yeah
1: i would pay money to watch jamie johnson sing in color and like, yeah. I could just, he could, he could walk out on stage, play that song and leave. And I would feel like I got my money's worth. That's All one right, of the I best songs to... ever written in human history.
2: Don't. I want to see him. I want to see him. I want to see Sonny Sweeney because she's legit. No idea who and, that is. Oh, look her up. Sonny Sweeney. You have to start from her first album. Some, well,
1: some country deep, deep, cuts here. deep cuts
2: here. Yeah. You need to listen to her first album, which has, uh, from a table away and, uh, uh, Stan's worse than leaving. Yeah. Very good. Uh, Fair enough. Sunny Sweeney. She's great. Um, And then I gotta see my boy Darius every time.
1: You and Darius Rucker, man. Hey, no, whatever, whatever, what is that thing he did with Luke Bryan and like 17 other people? (laughs) Oh, he, uh, straight to hell. Yeah. That song rips. Like it's good? Yes. Yeah, I didn't
2: like it until I, the the video came out, and I was like, wait a minute, I guess this is kind of a good oh, song. Oh, I loved it, man, and and oh, I
1: watched it's... some of the background on it, and, like, every single person was like, Darius Rucker's an incredible musician to work with, like, that was the most fun I've ever had recording a song.
0: Oh, I believe he's super talented I, to work I, with. I have Hoody, no problem man. with Darius Hoody's Rucker my life. outside of Wagon
1: Wheel. That's it. It extends specifically to Wagon Wheel. Well, yeah, I love the rest of Hootie's music. Yeah, um... If you want to, t- though, I do want to bring this up, James. If you want to see somebody that uh, doesn't play with a set list, but does it incredibly well, I got to see Ben Folds, one of our fraternity brothers, play oh, yeah. Play a uh, a paper airplane show where each person, as they walked in, got a paper airplane and, like, a pen. Oh, my and gosh. You, are you kidding no, me? And you wrote I the name... You wrote the name of a song on the paper airplane, and, and he walked out on stage, was just like, okay, everybody throw your airplanes. Everybody chucks their paper airplanes on stage. There's like hundreds and hundreds of paper airplanes on this stage, and he would just run over and grab five of them and play whatever songs are written, and That's then amazing. go over and grab like five more and play whatever songs are written. His songs, any song. Like he, he played all kinds of covers, just just him and a piano and, and a string quartet. It was awesome.
2: That's amazing. I. Well, so Zach Brown band is doing a stadium concert at Nats Park, and the only reason I'm not going is because it's super expensive. But that is a show that if you have the chance and you haven't seen it, I know you've seen them. Right, I haven't. Ethan? I've never
1: gotten to see Zach Brown. I have not. Holy crap! I've been they trying are good. to for years, but it's never they been in the so cards. They are so good.
2: They are. They have got to be some of the most. I mean, talk about musicians! Like those guys, they they just they 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 kill it every night. It's it's insane. I've seen them a couple of times, and it's just it, it can't get any. Better. Oh, I believe it. Yeah, I, I Honestly, absolutely believe. I don't, it. Absolutely, Zach Brown can Dog
1: also man. sing. That yeah. dude's
2: got a voice. Those those ballads, man, like or those like like slow jams. Oh yeah. Like colder weather. Like oh god, man. It's like the harmonies are perfect. The story is just gut-wrenching it's it's, 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 it's great when you get the
1: words right
0: yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> ethan wants performed perform colder weather and he, he got the words oh, right. No. i can hear your perfume
1: through these whispering pines i can hear your perfume I can taste your perfume. I said, please. I said you can, I can hear your perfume and I've never been able to I live can it down. I lick your perfume. Oh, guys, guys, karaoke.
2: Guys, guys, I, okay, I have to tell you one karaoke story and then a couple of songs I've added to my karaoke repertoire. Are you ready? So it's not just Rolled Me what? by Delamitri. No, but that's top on the list. You cannot replace
0: Roll To Me by Delaney. <laughs> right when he gets there, he's singing Roll To yeah. Me by Delamitri. Yeah. It's two minutes and 32 seconds. Yeah. He's, he's quick. I remember we now. rolled up to
1: a karaoke were... night one time, and James is standing there with a pitch pipe on his phone. Like, humming no, a note to, to the himself. Words.
2: I was listening to the words, trying to make sure I didn't get them messed up. I had them, had mm. it in my ear. No, okay. So I did live band karaoke for the ver- oh, that sounds for awesome. the very first time about a year ago, and it's at there's a, a restaurant in Chinatown called uh, Hill Country Barbecue, and there's a it's a chain there's several of them like there's one in New York I think there's one in Chicago but they have one in here in DC and you walk in and it's like heaven only if heaven was slathered in barbecue sauce. Mm. And they serve Pepsi products, which I know is highly contentious, but they've got Mountain Dew, which makes me happy. So, oh God. <laughs> so, but you go downstairs. So white yeah, you go downstairs to this like hole in the wall, like little like venue. There's a bar in the back and there's a small stage up front and people crowd in this place For live band karaoke a band you you go up there you write down the song that you want to play they have a list it's like a limited list it's not like endless like you know when you go to karaoke night they have a list of stuff that they do and it's full of like karaoke um like standards like don't stop believing and you know they've got taylor swift stuff and you know all sorts of stuff that people will know like people get hyped to and so and so i go up there and I, I, i put my song down and it takes like an hour for me to sing, maybe like an hour and a half. It's a it's a long wait. And in that time, I start psyching myself out. I'm like, no one's gonna know this song. No one's gonna know, no one's gonna know this Garth Brooks song. No one knows this Garth Brooks song, James. You need to go back and find a song that someone's gonna know. So I go back and I can't find a song that they know. So I'm like, great, well, I guess I'm calling Baton Rouge with with Garth Brooks tonight, and I walk up there and I get ready for it, and all of a sudden I start hearing a fiddle because you know how this, this the song starts, right? And I'm no, and I don't. I, well, and I, I don't know. This you don't song. know Colin Baton Rouge? <laughs> well, Ethan no. knows Colin calling Baton Rouge, and we can leave it in show notes or wherever we put it. It's very and hard so, to leave
1: Garth Brooks in the show notes. Yeah, <laughs> he doesn't. Uh, so, he doesn't let you listen to his music.
2: Yeah, that's true. So uh,
1: the, the the intro has a, a fiddle part, and I'm like,
2: "There's no fiddle on the stage. Where is this coming from?" I'm like so psyched out. And I look over and the keyboard player is playing the fiddle part. I'm like, I'm so distracted. I miss my entrance. I'm like, oh God, this is awful. So I start singing because I pick it up and I get to like part where like the singing stops and you're waiting for the next, the next verse. And this gigantic black guy in the front is
1: like, you better sing it. You sing it.
2: (laughs) And at that point, I'm like, okay, people in this bar know this song. So at that point, my <laughs> adrenaline kicks right in. And I don't remember Jack until I step off the stage and I look at Shannon and go, how was that? She's like, I got a photo. It's pretty cool. I'm like, oh my gosh. I have it on in- I mean, I have it on Instagram somewhere. But I mean,
1: holy crap. James, I'm really glad that worked out for you because Colin Baton Rouge is a very questionable karaoke song. They know a ton of country music and like a
2: bunch of like pop That's like awesome though. I'm so over. glad that worked it, out for you. It was literally the coolest thing I've ever done. But like, I don't remember Jack from the experience because it was just like I was on like adrenaline was way too high.
1: I've seen some pretty awkward karaoke before. (laughs)
2: I mean, and you got and you could tell that they were into it, too, because like when you got these like these guys like coming from work, they just hit happy hour. They had maybe had like a function, you know, their ties like loose or whatever. And they're up there. They're drunk. They're singing some Taylor Swift song. You can tell that they're in hell, right? These guys are like, oh, we do this because we get paid. But then when you got someone up there that like actually knows the words doing a song that's like good but like not one of those like terrible like poppy songs or whatever and like someone who can actually like carry a tune like they were actually kind of into it which i felt kind of
0: good about you should feel good about that i will say that is my biggest pet peeve at live band karaoke or piano bars is when you're at the piano bar and it happens where somebody requests don't stop believing which is just the example i'm going to use and the piano guy is like we play this every freaking night (laughs) and it's like like and he says it out loud i'm like I don't like. Okay, that's your job. Don't ruin the experience for me because you play it every night. Like you know what a cashier does every day: ring up bananas. Forty-four twenty-two. You just do it, okay? Like that's just part of your job. You play "Don't Stop Believing." <laughs> did did you it. I thought you were saying
1: bananas it. were forty-four dollars yeah, and twenty-two cents. And like, then I had to read. What bougie <laughs> bananas are you eating <laughs> over there? That are forty-two dollars and- a bunch.
2: And then and then my mind went to wait, did Tyler just rec- like remember the code for bananas to go up to pay for them? The answer is yes. I remember the code.
0: Well, it, well it, I could be wrong about that. I just looked it up and it says 4011 on this website. I don't know. I was just you know what I'm saying is you do the same thing over and freaking over again. And like, whatever, just just do it. Don't ruin my one night in this city by being like, oh, don't stop believing again. Like just
1: are you uh... referencing. I know what you're referencing. It's happened everywhere nah, we've been to. Every piano bar O's. I've ever been to, that's happened. Pat O's, not a Pat awesome, O's in New man. Orleans. They were very. Good. They acted like "Don't Play and Don't Stop Believing" was the coolest thing that's ever happened to them, as they did right. with They're every like, other song. Oh my god,
0: you know Journey.
2: <laughs> so so I added I added uh, "Live in La Vida Loca" by Ricky Martin to my uh, karaoke repertoire. I bet that one slays. I'm sure it's you did. Awesome.
1: Yeah, I love it awesome a, aw- yeah. awesome it's you know so who loves awesome. that song females yeah of all variety <laughs> i have never met if, if i if i meet a woman and she doesn't love living La vita loca by ricky martin she's probably a serial killer that's why i was Our so cop. hyped at, at hunter's
2: wedding to hear living Vida." that's why i mentioned it i mentioned it to your wife tyler and she was like i'm gonna go request that song right now and sure enough she got up from her seat, requested it, and then we were all like, "Living La Vida Loca." Ricky Martin, Ricky
1: Martin can also can sing. Also. He's good. He was really good. I I love the cast album of Evita with Ricky Martin in it.
2: Oh, I can't get over, I can't get over Antonio Banderas. I have like a soft spot for his recording of stuff. I know I know that you're like probably judging me. Hard no, I'm not. I like, loved
1: I loved the movie. I loved the movie recording. It's probably my favorite movie musical. Ooh ooh! Oh, this came up This came up in the Discord. People were talking about movie musicals at, about the greatest showman. I still haven't seen it. I'll tell you what my favorite. Movie musical is not, and that is Phantom of the Opera. It's awful. Gerard Butler, cannot
2: it's awful, cannot sing. It's it's bad. Well, I mean, he can carry a tune, but he's not good. I mean, Russell like, Crowe
1: and Les Mis was better, honestly.
2: I was about to say, wait. Really? I was about to say it's not Les Mis bad. Oh, I, I didn't like any of. I, I
1: loved it. I didn't. I only liked Anne Hathaway in that movie. Like the, the rest of like, it was just. Yeah, despair. you're right. Russell Crowe can't sing, but he just he he put so much into the part. He just killed it. Oh, and Samantha Barks, she well, can she's, sing. She's a proper. Broadway star. Yeah, she 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 sings that role in her sleep. Right, she's not just like an actress that could kind of sing and fit the part. She's like she is that role. You know what I found out today? SpongeBob SquarePants the musical is closing. That's probably really? for the best. I mean Shannon and I saw it in New York. We loved it. I have not seen it. I have only seen pictures and it looks like the stuff of nightmares. It's, I have to say, it, 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 it. to bring it back to Ant-Man, you have
2: to understand what the expectations are. Your expectations are for a SpongeBob SquarePants is that you're not going to go in and see like a Wicked or a Phantom of the Opera or a Hamilton. You're not going to get something that's that's like savory with substance you're gonna get something that's like cotton candy it's fluffy it's sugary it, you're gonna come out like feeling like you had fun like i don't feel like i had fun if i went to go see angels in america or uh you know harry potter and the cursed child like s- those things have substance maybe you might you know enjoy parts of it but you're not gonna come out like saying that was a gr- dandy old time <laughs> but when you go when you go see spongebob that was like not a yabba
1: dabba do time
2: <laughs> yeah not a yabba do time
0: not a that would do good time. Nope,
2: not at all. But like when when you get to intermission, you're like, man, this is actually pretty fun. Like there's songs from Lady A in here and Steven Tyler and like John Legend and like all these people contributed to it. And like the set was something I was out of this world. It was so good. And the guy that did the sound effects has his own nook, like on the side of the stage. It's just him and a bunch of and he's he's programmed it all like with all the sound effects so like when they want uh, Squidward to have the feet noises he's got them when he, when SpongeBob's got the feet noises when they've got anything else it's it was pr- i mean it, w- it it did not disappoint
1: it was it was good <laughs> i bet it i believe it's an undertaking i, I definitely believe but we, that definitely believe
2: but we paid $35 a ticket to see it because we won the lottery so like we didn't we didn't go in paying like 80 bucks yeah. a ticket we yeah. We paid like 35 bucks and we had a good time type of money. Not like Hamilton better be good for $200 a ticket type of money.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean I saw Book of Mormon for like $11 a ticket at Chrysler Hall. So Oh, I hate
2: you. The first time I saw it, I saw
0: it for $159.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but you you've, you knew every word, every song. You knew it was good. I did. Yeah. And that was the problem. I will was tell you, I'll tell you, you do not get the full story from listening to just the audio of Book of Mormon at all. It oh, makes I have no so idea. So much about, more sense. But I know every word, to every. Song. Oh no, you're
2: right, you're right. But like when you have 85 percent of it, that 15 doesn't feel good when you pay 150 bucks.
1: No, it feels good when you pay 11 and you finally understand uh, what is what's her name, Nabulungi. Yeah, I, you finally understand her character for the first time and why she's important
2: and why it's hilarious when she asks, "Did you get my text?"
1: Well, and you and you understand that everybody. Everybody gets that it's not actual fact, yeah, because it makes it makes the whole thing yeah. make a lot more sense. But uh, we, well, anyway, to, yeah, to bring it back to say,
0: Bosch, we're, we're we're getting close to to wrap up time. Um, if you all are ready to do some rankings, I do just want to point out real quick, Hyundai was the car sponsor of this movie. We haven't talked about the Marvel cars in a long time, the Carvel, if you will. I thought that was um, really
2: heavy-handed at when they revealed it too. I was like, ooh. There was a moment in, in Luke Cage this the, yesterday when we finished it where I was like, ooh, heavy-handed. Like I know exactly what they're trying to say. And in this right, scene right. when you know the the car comes up
0: and the and it's right there in your face. And the Veloster, yep. yeah. I was like, cool.
1: Boom. Hyundai. The that's Veloster cool. might be the worst car made in the 21st century.
0: Was it a Veloster or was it an Elantra GT? I think it was a Veloster. It was a Veloster. Pretty positive. Okay. I, but, know, I, but I thought the hot
1: I wouldn't I say the it's the, the worst car ever made because then you're going to bring up the Trabant. The Trabant. Yeah. What about the Nova?
0: The Nova was great, man.
1: The Yeah, but the Nova didn't sell
2: overseas, especially in Spanish speaking countries because it was Nova. You know, doesn't go. That's
1: okay because everybody in the whole of the United States had a Chevy Nova. It's, like, still hey, one of the best-selling cars Chevy's ever made. They made dude, plenty pause, of money.
2: Tra- pause for one moment. You drove a Chevy Blazer? Yeah, for, like, four years. Four years. My dad had a Blazer. Lip blue. Like, faux leather seats that cracked and were so hot on your legs. Now, nah, like, mine were cloth. you sit down in the summer.
1: Oh, dude. That, yeah, that was a, the best. I drove a 96 S10 Blazer. It was red, like, maroon. Oh, dude, my dad had something. No,
0: it was red, like red.
1: <laughs> I mean, it wasn't red, like like the fit. It was red, no, like if it was red, like like it's, it's It was darker than my current car. It was red, like blood. Yeah, but That's I, I mean, I love that <laughs> thing. It had like a like a four liter V six engine in like a small SUV, and it was it was rear wheel drive, and like you would you would hit it off the line, and it would just lift up on the back wheels and just start spitting out yeah. black smoke, like that car was nuts I man it got like 8 miles a gallon and then i hit it with something a truck i hit it with a truck and it got like 4 miles a gallon oh no yeah i sold it for $1000 though
2: like totaled i would love $1000 someone give me $1000 go to my go to my uh solo patreon page well, and <laughs> a donate, donate $1000 um, Go fund me for my student loans. All right.
1: Well, let's, let's get into some Ant-Man and the Wasp wrap up. Does anybody have any last thoughts about the movie or did we really just have nothing else to say?
0: I just want to say I want to see it again. Like, I didn't want to, but now I want to. I, I'll, buy a, I'll buy another ticket to see it.
2: I think I think every Marvel film deserves a second viewing, and it needs to happen in its own time. So, like, if you want to go see Ant-Man and the Wasp tomorrow because you feel ready, good, do it. Like, I saw Infinity War three times, and I thought the third time wasn't going to be enough, and I was like, okay, it's time to stop. For me, like, I'm going to end, I'm not going to see Ant-Man and the Wasp for a long time. And it'll be all right. Hey, uh, hey, Tyler, is your right. wife watching The Bachelorette like Shannon is right now? More likely, More likely than not. <laughs>
1: all right. Well, let's uh, let's back bring it back to, to Ant Ant Man and the Wasp.
0: I I'm gonna give the villains in this movie like a
1: thrill. No, villains are. I want to say one last thing about the movie real quick. I love the okay. branding and the marketing for these Ant Man movies, and like I love the the posters. I think are my favorite movie posters, where it's just a yeah. big white background. Oh, and then with like little, little people. tiny thing on it, <laughs> little tiny, and yeah. there was like there were there were like little tiny billboards spread out through like all kinds of cities, and and like miniature bus stops put next to real bus stops, and it just I love that kind of viral marketing for it, and it felt genuine as opposed to like Deadpool where it felt super forced but i i love the movie I just posters don't like Deadpool, and that would be cool having uh copies of the movie posters in our future studio
2: yeah yeah because
1: because i love this series
2: i don't know i i want to have a conversation with you guys offline about this deadpool hate because like i i was listening to it earlier today and i was just kind of like oh really shocked oh, Deadpool 2 was <laughs> you're not gonna convince us i'm I not i'm not trying you. to convince you i'm just saying like i just i was just shocked I was. I mean, I might have to rewatch it again with you know with that in mind. I never I want like, to watch
1: it again. <laughs> okay. Well. Um, but anyway, yeah. So let's let's talk let's talk Ant Man real quick. I, yeah, I, I agree. I'd give the villains like a three. I didn't think they were believable at all, and they all turned in the end, or died.
0: I read that a lot of people really liked the villains, and I was a like, a lot of nah, people we like Ghost. Movie. I don't get it. Ghost's Ghost's character was poorly acted, poorly written, poorly like,
1: utilized.
0: Like it's because she's has got redemption oh, like,
1: she didn't deserve.
2: It's because she's from Game of Thrones. Like that's that's it. I mean, like they recognize a character, they see they uh, are an actress or an actor that they've seen in Game of Thrones, and they really love Game of Thrones. And so, like, oh man, that's what makes this person great because they're in something else that I really enjoy. Like, I didn't even no.
1: realize that was her until after I saw the movie and looked it up. I didn't know she was in Game I of Thrones. I didn't know she was in. I Game don't know of who she I is don't in Game of, watch of Thrones. Watch Game of I recognized her I re- from Ready Player One. Oh,
2: I, I, she's also in the she Force She was Awakened.
1: Finale Zandor.
2: I don't watch Game of Thrones, so I can't. I watch Game I of Thrones. She was in Game like two episodes. I got no idea. Yeah, no are, idea. are we doing rankings? Yeah, yeah we are. Are, we gonna, are we ranking these things? I have my MCU films no result from the quiz that we did, which I'm that is what I'm sticking with for standard for me.
0: I love our graphics. Just shout out Vaishon Brandon for doing <laughs> shout out good to work. at WowNow on Twitter. Shout out Red MC on Twitter. Uh, shout out to at
2: Jim Swindell on Twitter.
0: Oh, Jr. Oh, JR Swindell. I mean, this Swindell. is at least. Be sure to follow him on Instagram yeah. and demand Captain. This is at Christ. least, oh,
2: Accurate. I hate you so much. I hate you so much. And also, the the Twitter handle is different than the Instagram handle, so just get it right.
0: Yeah, they'll be in the doobly doo. I don't sure. think this we is entirely doobly-doo.
1: updated, but it at least has all the Marvel movies.
0: Okay, so for me, when we visit this on the Marvel spectrum, it comes in below Ant Man, obviously. But very close to it, because Iron Man 3 is the next Marvel movie option, and it's better than Iron Man 3. It's not better
1: than Iron Man 3. This is not, and, and I'll tell you why, because Iron Man 3 is above Thor, and this is not as good as Thor.
2: Ooh, see for me this is where it gets tricky so my ant-man is 12 with thor and dr strange under it i would put it under dr strange because it's above thor dark world guardians 2 iron man 2 incredible hulk and iron man 3
0: dr Doctor- strange is way above all of the things you just said i know so <laughs>
2: i would put ant-man 2 at the top of the sequels which would be guardians ant-man thor dr strange and ant-man Two. ant-man 2 to me would be number 15 out of
1: this five. is not better than iron man 3 here's what I'll- i, I I'll allow I,
2: iron Iron Man three is I'll- on the bottom for me for a very good reason.
1: What is that reason? What is that- I, they ruined
2: Extremis. It was oh yeah, Extremis I remember you bad. I remember you the being butthurt about this bad. from like freshman year. The it's the Extremis was bad. The Mandarin was bad. The story, like the story sucked. No, no, nope. And then Iron Patriot. What was that? Like no, I I just didn't like anything that they. I wasn't picking up what they were putting down. I really wasn't. I didn't like any of it.
0: Iron Man three had the great PTSD story and the good kid. And it's got it's got redeeming qualities. It's got some, some actually, redeeming qualities. I'm with you, but... James. I would I would put this above Iron Man three, but I'm willing to concede and put it right below Thor. Above, yeah, because it's of just
1: not course. it's it's not as good as Thor. Like, I don't care about Iron Man three. I'm un, I'm unconcerned about that right now. Like, this is not as good as Thor. It's it's right there on par. But uh, like, I I think Thor did a better job at achieving the aim of introducing this character, and this this did not do the aim of continuing the series.
0: Emily just won eighty nine cents on a nice. HQ. Oh nice. I need to start playing that. Same. I'm also oh, I said- I'm also
1: afraid to play it. It feels like one of those things that's like way too prolific in people's lives that it's just gonna be the thing to eat America. Like I'm a little scared of it. Oh yeah, it's
0: definitely like run by. A yeah, villain. like yeah. It, no it feels. It feels
1: business. very dystopian. But I just, I just don't think it's as good as Thor. I really don't. I, I, and I'm listen. I'm, I just told oh, you okay. that's fine. Yeah, okay. I mean, I, I'm not fighting. Yeah, I put. I, I was put... expecting much more of a fight here. <laughs> no, no,
2: I put, I put Ant-Man two better than Thor: The Dark World. Oh, it's definitely better yeah, than obviously. Thor: The Dark World. It's
1: definitely better than Iron Man two. It is definitely better than Guardians of the Galaxy Volume two. Guardians it's Definitely Vol. better 2. than Deadpool two. It's definitely Deadpool better than the Incredible 2. Hulk. It's a hundred percent better it's than better Attack than... of the Clones. So
2: like, oh, so you guys have all of your movies all of them, ranked yeah. there? Okay, yeah, I only have the MCU one. So need, you guys yeah. have you guys have basically put Ant Man two where I would put it with the other ones. Right? You know? Yeah,
1: it's because it's like it's not it's better than Rogue one. It's better than Attack of the Clones. It's I don't think it's as good as Thor. And we might have Thor a little low, but like we might have Rogue one a little low because Attack of the Clones. I don't know if that's better than Rogue one. Oh, but, it's a, oh putting I, Rogue one below Attack of the Clones was definitely just a power move. <laughs> yeah, but I I hated Rogue, I hated Rogue
2: One. I like, hate I hate it so much. The only redeeming quality about it is Darth Vader. That's it. I, I, that's, I don't at me. But like it's
1: don't choke but like, regardless of whether or not it's better than Attack of the Clones. It's not better than Thor. So like it right. yeah. Okay, so we're cool. It goes in the no, new No, no I was saying Rogue One is not better than Thor.
0: Oh, no. okay.
1: I, we can move Rogue One up one up above Attack of the Clones if you really want to. But like it's it's no, not no, no, as no, good as Thor. Okay, cool. That's where Attack Their uh, Ant-Man goes. It's either twenty-seven or twenty-eight. I don't know. I need to update this list, but I will do that uh, probably this weekend. Probably. Breakfast
0: food. Breakfast food. James, you have a breakfast food picked out? Yeah, open I got one. I got one. This is great. Um,
2: I think that Ant-Man and the Wasp is uh, adult smiley pancakes
1: from IHOP. Why?
0: Why is that? Because because, it's, because it because that doesn't bite-sized. sound bite-sized. There it well, is. You there can there make it is. It.
1: There it is. Two hours and one minute.
0: I've been holding on saying it. I had a
1: timer set <laughs> waiting for you to say bite-sized. I like I prepared this 5 days ago. I was like as soon as I saw the movie, I was just like I'm going to I'm going to call Ty out as soon as he said bite-sized. I was expecting 4 minutes. Like I was expecting you to I, not I even back, get through the statistics. I knew you were going to do
0: this. I knew you were going to do this and I I held back. I also
2: It was it was adult. It was adult smiley pancakes from ihop that is not by size
0: i'm pretty sure this is like silver dollars. i mean man. yeah if you want to make them out of silver, silver
2: dollar dollars pancakes. they've got they've got the they've got the kids version you can do that too if you want No, i really honestly are small I really
1: honest to god thought this was silver dollar pancakes because like you go you think it's going to be this like nostalgic kind of satisfying event and then really you just ate small pancakes
2: <laughs> right. That's funny. That's really funny. I was
1: going for something more sentimental, man.
2: I was going while you while Tyler dies over there. <laughs>
0: really, you just really, it's just a red fox, yeah. just, right? Like it's not a right. Panda like this is this is the it's red panda of movies.
1: Because <laughs> I really, I, was did. I wanted to love this movie. I went in looking to love this movie and to be. Like even if it was as good as the first one, I would have been like, Yeah, Ant Man But it just wasn't as good as the first one. So I'm sitting here <laughs> like, No, Ant Man. No, I was I was going I, I for I went
0: into this movie.
1: Go no, ahead.
2: I was gonna say I was going I was going for something a little bit more sentimental too. Like, Oh man, it's like it's like nice and fun, like Adults can get it and like you know remind you of your childhood it's like nice and happy like and but it's like a, a legit breakfast food cuz you're getting you're getting pancakes i was going for something nice and you know what i just i just got smeared all over like may ambition no, i mean breakfast i'm, I'm with you though really I, get what, I
1: completely get what you're saying but like <laughs> it's got to be bite sized is the thing Fine. You no, know what? I mean I love just your make I them, love your pancakes. Make them, I do. Make them make them kitty kitty
2: sized pancakes or I, I go home. I'm That's just gonna, fine. Okay,
1: we make them kitty sized pancakes. You <laughs> uncomfortable, gross <laughs> f- making me say kitty sized.
0: Um awesome. What else do we rank? That's here's it. my thing. here's my thing about Ant Man. I was so ready to love this movie that like I was sitting in it, sitting with uh Derek of the Super Carlin Brothers. He's their editor. You guys all know Derek. Whatever. I've never I'm met Derek. Really he was on well. the show.
1: <laughs> I've never, I've never met him. He, he, he talked Rogue, talked, Rogue yeah, One. He... Oh yeah,
0: that's
2: why I didn't know him
0: because yeah. I wasn't gonna be, I wasn't um, gonna be triggered for an hour. We didn't like, we didn't like it, so you're fine. <laughs> <right>. um, <laughs> but Derek, uh, I was talking to Derek before the movie. I was so ready to like it that I was like, Derek, I've given a lot of thought to it. I collect Spider Man comics. I love Spider Man, but I think if I collect a second character, I will collect Ant Man. And he was like, Okay, cool, whatever. And this is like a huge thing for me because now I'm now I'm committing to a second character. And he was like, "Yeah, that's whatever. I mean, collect whatever you want." Because Derek's been collecting comics forever. So, anyway, I was really prepared to love it, and and I loved the first one. And I was really prepared to be like, "All right, I like Spider-Man," and then Ant-Man is like my my guy, my sort of hipster favorite hero. And uh, my my Ant-Man stock did fall with this film, but I do still like him. So that's, I mean, that's Paul my Rudd as
1: Ant-Man is still the best part of this movie. Right. <laughs> it was just kind of him acting in a movie. Paul Rudd, man, he's just so he's I love so handsome, Rudd. charming. He he is not hey. aged. It's terrifying.
2: No, no, he hasn't. And he plays the drums really good, and sings really good, and can do magic really good. I just love Paul Rudd. I loved the ant
1: playing the drums. Oh,
2: but it was sad because everyone was gone. The ant doesn't give a crap. No, he was happy. Well, he was programmed. He was programmed to to continue to be to Scott. be Scott. Yeah. So somewhere in the world, this ant is just being Scott while Scott's floating in the quantum realm.
0: Well, it's being Scott's daily schedule while he's on house arrest. It's not like doing Scott things that Scott would do off of house but arrest. But
2: we don't know what those are because we can't make assumptions about what they do off screen because someone told me that I can't be imagined. No, I
1: didn't tell you that. I told you that you're forcing redemption on the character based on and and, and I get that it's it's. I, I like what you're imagining out of it, but it isn't—it isn't explicitly written there. Okay. So you're fine, dude. I mean, do whatever you want. Live your life, man. I'm not here to— to yeah, you, you be you, you do and you. I'll be me. So thank you so much for
0: listening to this episode of. Bacon and eggs. We talked about Ant-Man and the Wasp and a bunch of other things. Uh, as always, I'm Tyler Carlin. That's Ethan Edgehill. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at AmeriCarlin. That's America R L I N. And Ethan's at Wow Now. The O's are zeros. There's no underscore. It's just Wow Now. The O's are zeros. Jim is at Jim Swindell on Twitter. Tweet at him saying please give me Captain Crunch. And he's and he's at JR Swindell on Instagram. Follow him and direct message him or comment on all his pictures and say please give me Captain Crunch um it's very important that you do that and very important that you don't ask me questions
1: about no just do it it. it, just do do it tim swindell just do the thing captain Crunch. that is all the instruction you're getting
0: (laughs) bacon and eggs is supported by its patrons that's our only revenue stream if you love our podcast and you want us to continue to be able to do this well it's mostly only our revenue stream we also sell merch. If you love this podcast and you want to see us continue to do it, please either buy it like a hat from our merch store, which they are currently available, link in the doobly-doo. They're really cool hats. Or consider joining us over on patreon.com slash bacon and eggs. For just $5 a month, you get to join our Discord server where you can talk to Ethan and I literally all the time. My wife gets so mad because I'm always talking to everybody. But, like, whatever. Well, it's fine. We worked it out. It's all good. Don't, don't you worry about my marriage. We're great. Um, we are great. Everything's great. What else are we talking about? Tell them who does our graphics. <laughs> just, our graphics are done by Vaishan Brandon at graphite.vmb, I think, on Instagram. His graphics are amazing, and he doesn't just do graphics for us. He also just does freelance graphic work all the time, and he's always posting cool things. So be sure to follow him, his link, also in the doobly-doo. I'm pointing down, but you can't see that. But I am – Ethan can see it. I can see
1: it, yes. Tyler is <laughs> indeed pointing down, <laughs> um, I can confirm
0: uh voraciously we're thank james thank you so much for joining us this week and talking all things ant-man and the wasp next week we are talking harry potter and the sorcerer stone and harry potter and the chamber of secrets it's going to be one big probably the same length episode uh we're talking about the films with jordan Balky, who's the new uh jane of all trades for super carlin brothers the following week we're talking harry potter and the prisoner of azkaban and harry potter and the uh goblet of fire with WatsO videos The week after that, there's an unconfirmed guest that I'm not going to say because there's a couple people we've reached out to, but we're going to be talking Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix and Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. And the following week, we're going to be talking Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows parts one and two with uh, Brizzy Voices, and a Brisbane of Brizzy Voices and Fantastic Geeks and Where to Find Them and a variety of other things. She's super fun and we're really excited to talk to her. Um, That's all I've got. That's some announcements. That's some who we are, what we do. That's some... Like, please support the podcast. That's a little bit of everything. James, say goodbye uh, to people. Bye,
2: people. Any Nice to bye, see you. Bye Any you. last Any words? Last word? uh, register to
1: vote. Oh, God. oh Hey, God that's James. a good advice. Good good advice. That's a good, <laughs> one, yeah. good that's advice.
0: That's a good one, actually. That's a good advice. If you're American. If you're from somewhere else, I really don't care what you Register do. to vote there.
2: All
1: right. Register to vote All right. before,
0: right. yeah. All that being yeah.
1: said, I've been Ethan Edgehill. He's been Tyler Carlin. And him over there has been James Swindell. Until next week, arrivederci.
0: Ant-Man and the Wasp. See that was an easy one. The movie started with an A.